Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, and Trevor Hare scenes. Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight, starring Shashi. Oscar Isaac <laughs> and the legend of the Iron Fist. I am so excited about this. I am, of course, your host, Eric Azana, and I am joined by the only two men who I would trust to go full on gang war next to. First off, the legend of the Ten Rings himself, Jacob Brown. Uh, Konnichiwa, believers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's so off and it hurts me, but we got to move on. And <laughs> the fist of Khonshu himself, Malcolm Russell Nelson. I'm going to do a Nick Cage. Love it. Love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's apparently Nick Cage's thing now. <laughs> oh. And I am obviously, of course, the defender of Kun Lun. Hell yeah. On it. And yeah. Hell yeah. we are talking about volume 14 of Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 79 through 85 and annual number one. We have, as a great songstress Taylor Swift once said, we've made it out of the woods, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. We suffered through the last couple of weeks and now... We are here. It's volume 14 entitled Warriors, and I could not imagine a better place to be alongside my wonderful Defenders of New York. Hell yeah. Jacob Brown is back joining us again. We finally uh, we made up after our fight, after I decided, you know, I promised him that I wouldn't reveal his secret identity. After we decided that our uh, our challenges recently are nothing that we can't overcome as a unified front and um it's just great it's just great to have the three of us together again i'm just i am i am really glad that you guys are just circled back together and just locked all your troubles in the cellar drawer i'm <laughs> really fucking glad. start this again i wrote that last week <laughs> <laughs> i've been sitting on this for a week Shout, quick, real quick, shout out to everyone on Twitter who's been harassing me over the last week and a half <laughs> with your circles bullshit. It's so funny. I am being targeted. I am being bullied it's by so everyone funny. on the internet it's showing sad. me circles and sending me shit. Guys, don't <laughs> get circles trending. If no, we get circles trending, do not. I do will not. leak my own nudes. Like, <laughs> hey, and you have to pay a pretty penny for those. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay a lifelong commitment in order to get those. I'm Absolutely, will, you gotta be li- real careful. The OnlyFans rates for him are ridiculous. Though, <laughs> if you do put in the code Browntown twenty seven, you will get twenty seven percent off your OnlyFans membership Bro, with Malcolm said, Russell Nelson. I have keep to start OnlyFans just to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, the, the six-month subscription is 69 instead of 27 after you're that right, You're right, yeah. you're right. right. You, you got to get it in six-month installments. That's, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So we're talking Ultimate Spider-Man. We have gone through Are some we? shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. At some point, we're going to, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
this was a wild ride and malcolm promised me last week he was like look next week it's gonna be all it's all gonna have been worth it because th- we are going back to your shit and ladies and gentlemen we're back to my shit this is like I, definitively your shit this is definitively as soon as like, hammerhead walks in you're like okay i'm here and then it just like, keeps getting better this for you whole volume has <laughs> everything that i could have wanted from a volume of ultimate spider-man and it's perfect it's it's, it's perfect. very nearly perfect i am so mm-hmm. excited to talk about this let's dive into it issue 79 let's kick this thing off we're back we are back in the skyline of new york city we've got a shadowy figure observing some news reports kingpin's stuff is uh is starting to tumble down kingpin is mm-hmm. starting to lose ground lose power in the city of new york which means there's going to be a power vacuum and there's only one man who has stepped up to fill that vacuum one silver mane old man silver mane silver at the bottom mane. is so good silver mane <laughs> it's time to kill in the city <laughs> Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Bullets rang. <laughs> it's terrorizing time once again. Now I'm, now I'm going to think of Silvermane every single time Christmas rolls around. <laughs> yeah. Tis the season. Tis the season for Silvermane. See, I love his hair, by the way. It's really nice. He's, he's, rocking, he's the, rocking the Ethan Hawke look there. Yes. You know? yeah. I was going to say, he's rocking that future trunks hyperbolic time chamber look (laughs) ethan hawk as well ethan hawk's a little bit more current uh hey listeners if you out there and you white and you can do that with your hair that's a preferred look (laughs) yeah that's a good look it is a good look it's as long as you can style it correctly yeah it's true if you're out here looking like trunks you're looking good if you're out here looking like ultimate peter parker you need to take another look you need to you need to work (laughs) on this you need to get a spider bite asap but we find out that Silvermane is not the only one who's in this office. He is encountered by a quite large man stepping out of the shadows who, after seemingly striking a deal, betrays Silvermane and snaps his old neck. And How it cool is, is so good. I did not expect this at all. Yeah. We got the ultimate debut of hammerhead i love that they don't even say his name you can tell you know immediately because you see how big that fucking dome is (laughs) you get that seven head one person that could be flat top dome that is only one man (laughs) (laughs) that is 10 pounds that is at least 10 pounds of like christopher mulaney or whatever his name is from law and order that's all i kept seeing when i saw <laughs> oh chris maloney would be such a good hammerhead he yeah would, he's already got the hairline he's got the attitude that's the thing that yeah. too that's and too. he's got the ass he's boy does he ass. talk about hammerhead <laughs> hammer uh, so <laughs> and that was below the belts the podcast within a podcast where malcolm and i guess sometimes jacob too <laughs> Talks about what's going on in the pants of your favorite comic book characters. Do you think he calls his penis the hammer? Oh, has to. Yeah. Nah, that's the head. The head is the hammer. Oh, and there the you go. Oh, you right. You right. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Already in the first in the opening scene, we have one of my top five rogues for Spider-Man. I knew immediately that this was going to be a great volume. Hell yeah! We cut oh, yeah. back. Um, is he real quick? Is he your fashion icon? Because he rocks his turtleneck the whole time. And it's a good turtleneck. Almost. Yeah. It is we're, we're gonna such cut. a good turtleneck. It can absolutely be your fashion icon. Of the week. I've got another know. one later on. There's a lot of good looks in There's this volume. There's a lot of good looks. There's a lot of great <laughs> mid 2000s looks. Great looks in this volume. And then we cut to what Malcolm alluded to last week in that we are getting a scene from the last issue just from a different perspective. Peter is doing his famous inner monologue as nothing else in the world around him matters. Mm -hmm. And he and Mary Jane are still on the outs. They haven't really talked. They have, haven't really discussed anything. Peter is having a rough time. He's still in his, uh, his Ditko mode where he's just yeah. angry at the world. Oh, he's a total <laughs> asshole right now. Total dick, total dickhead. He's going to go mm -hmm. and start shouting at protesters soon. And he goes, we get that sick burn from last issue where he's like, I could teach this class. Teacher absolutely getting dunked on. And then he heads out, swinging out into the city. Spider-Man going through, trying to uh, clear his head. And speaking of big heads, we've got the Kingpin waking Woo! up in his, that's got to be a double California king, right? I mean, I mean, it's gonna be a triple. Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, my man's is beefy. That's that's a big old bed. Like in the Goldilocks and Three Bears, the biggest bear's bed is just right for Kingpin. Yeah, and Maybe. he is uh, he's speaking to our good friend Mr. Paul Dini, who mm -hmm. tells him, "Hey, <laughs> I got to tell you about this character I just made. Her name's Harley Quinn." And Kingpin's like, "Not now." I have to deal with this rising gang <laughs> violence coming out here. I, I know you're dealing with gang violence, but something has been bugging me. I think I think the Joker needs someone to play off of. You know, it's just it's like that's that's kind of his thing is that he wants to play off of Batman. And Kingpin yeah. says, look, I don't have time for that right now. I'm really busy setting up 5G. I need everyone to just leave me alone. OK, so I'm too busy. I need to go kill Nightwing off. <laughs> Hey, Paul, so, can you do us a favor? We're doing Superman. Could you do like a Harley Quinn for this Superman series? Oh, all right. Well, actually, oh, actually, no. could you uh, could you phone in Frank Miller? I really want him to do a year one for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Angry forever. Angry forever great. is what that great. comic will make me. You're going to love it. It's Superman and he's working with the military and it's going to be great. You're going to love it. <laughs> My name's Andy Dio. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so Kingpin is basically trying to get a handle on the situation. Silvermane's dead. Uh, they know that people are coming for his territory, and Kingpin puts out the call. He says, get me Electra." Dini's like, no, I really, I don't think that's a great idea. And Kingpin's like, hey, shut the fuck up. This is my city, and I need to let people know that they need to be afraid of me again. We then and cut that, to that reminds me a lot of have you guys seen the losers? Yes. Yes. The bit in the losers where Max is giving uh Cole McElhaney orders. Yes. And Don, I'm like, all right, give me a five man hit squad. I need them all ready it up. Tack team ready. It's like, okay, what do you need? He's like, I just told you. 
Get me a five man hit squad. <laughs> like, it's like, do you need me to repeat it again? Like, it reminded me a lot of that. Just like, no, get me Electro. It's like, bitch, did I, I, I stutter? <laughs> you can almost see him raise the hands. Mm -hmm. My name is on the credit card, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you listen to me. Oh, you're going to make my left hand so strong in the back. Ooh. And so we cut over to your classic Gotham City warehouse by the docks. Yeah. And these thugs are dealing in stolen TiVos, which dates this comic so hard, <laughs> oh but immediately made me realize this is going to be my favorite volume. <laughs> is it because of the connection to Fast and Furious? You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> You're goddamn right it is. Jesus. Any second now, Paul Walker's Brian O'Connor's gonna bust in there with his FBI credentials and try to street race these fuckers for uh -huh. those TiVos. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, he doesn't get there in time because who shows up? Hammerhead and my his new boys! Muscle. My boys! His new heavies the enforcers another spot on the top five already filled oh my god as soon there is a direct correlation to my enjoyment of a marvel comic and the involvement of the enforcers <laughs> they are there your comic is easily getting a b plus or higher that's all you need i'm a very simple man i see enforcers i enjoy your comic that's fair and so the thugs are basically they draw their weapons on hammerhead hammerhead is talking a big game this is a dope fucking scene like i would absolutely see mr maloney like crushing this scene in ham in hammerhead's role right <laughs> the, and, oh, damn that hurts <laughs> yeah he shoots him in the head and he's just like Okay, now we've got a fucking problem. He pops the bullet out of his forehead and he's so like, badass. And he says, Enforcers, I know you're new to my employ, but when someone shoots me, shoot them. That's the thing. You got to kind of like Hammerhead. Hammerhead's Absolutely. a pretty cool guy. Absolutely. <laughs> I would roll with Hammerhead for sure. He's pretty tight. <laughs> no question. Absolutely. So Fancy Dan opens fire, blows this guy away. The rest of the thugs empty out of the warehouse, and then the rest of the enforcers make their way to start wrangling up these TiVos. And there's this great moment, too. It's so good! Where <laughs> Hammerhead's like, give me your gun. And Fancy Dan's like, no, they're my guns. They're my I don't guns. really love anybody like, hold my guns. He's like, give me your gun. <laughs> I, I, and I love how he, he's like, we're going to have a problem this early on in our relationship. And and fucking Montana's just like, dude, just give him the fucking gun, please. <laughs> we just got hired. We are still within our 30-day probationary period. <laughs> <laughs> like, we already screwed up because he just got shot and we didn't snap too. Dude, let's fucking go. Give him the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Like to think that there's a protocol when being uh, like like uh, hired you know henchman the hired oh for sure henchman. there is absolutely a henchman <laughs> HR oh yeah, yeah. it's like oh, look God. you've got a thirty day probation 
as long as you make it out of that 30 days, then we give you your signing bonus and then you're able to actually make your way, you know, throughout all of your clearance. Zana, you're just days. You will get the company credit card. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God. And after you're you're here for a year, you can start recommending friends. (laughs) You're just doing, you're just doing, I know you guys are joking, but this feels like this is, this could be an actual show on Disney plus like the office yeah. version of HR of Marvel HR pretty much. Yeah. Starring the yeah. enforcers. Yeah. It's exactly. the enforcers show. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's the enforcers. Marvel Disney. Let us helm an enforcers show. <laughs> that sounds good. Just sounds let good. us do it. Just oh, it oh, wait a second. It's the enforcers. Turk comes back from the Daredevil Netflix stuff. Hell yes. Oh, yeah, Turk be there. He's yeah. got to be the head of HR. He's the HR guy. Oh my and god. Then, and then you have the heroes show up and they're like the bad guys because our heroes are, you know, our protagonists are the enforcers. Easy. Easy, Easy. month. And then, and then you get those like those cutaways to confessionals like on the office or something. Yeah, where I really just... I really didn't want to give Hammerhead my gun. Like I I'm just used to <laughs> It's my gun. It's my gun. He doesn't have a gun. He, he doesn't need it. It's, look at his head. It's my gun. Cuts over to Montana. I mean, he didn't even buy those guns. Like, <laughs> I, you know, they're not actually gold. He painted them. He painted them. He paint them. Like he used acrylic paint. It's going to flake off in like a week. You know what it is? It's this. And he holds up the paint and it's like Warhammer paint. It's like Citadel paint. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's little miniature paint. Like he uses it on his miniatures. <laughs> like, have you ever checked out his apartment? Full on hammerhead Dungeons and Dragons bullshit. <laughs> Cuts to Fancy Dan. He said, "Fucking what?" <laughs> Tana, Tana, get over here! <laughs> I would totally watch that show. Dude, absolutely. Show. We're giving them free money, right? <laughs> License to print money. All right, y'all fucking up, Disney. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hammerhead decides to waste the rest of the, uh, the re- rest of the merchandise because this isn't about getting the TiVos. It's about sending a message. And this man pulls off a dead shot trick shot. It's badass. To, like, yeah. I didn't realize this was part of Hammerhead's kit when I sent him out into the field, but goddamn, this is cool as fuck. He's just <laughs> sick, dude. He's just built different. So, like, so. He's just <laughs> built, built different. different. <laughs> I don't know. Like, look at him. Look at him walking out of the fire. Bro, the like, fire like all around cool him as he walks shot, out of this dude. warehouse. Yeah, he's just built different. God, dope yeah. as fuck. Hammerhead. So Spider-Man happens upon the scene, and when he looks up, there's someone watching him, but it's not clear who it is immediately. He goes around, tries to uh, pursue this shadowy figure when he suddenly gets a boot to the face and an escramous stick to the back of the head. And who shows up? Our good friend, Mark Spector, a.k.a. the Moon Knight. Now tell me what you've done here. Like, I love how accusatory he is, too. Which falls in line with comic Moon Knight. I Makes believe. complete yeah. sense. Yeah. So let's take a real quick flashback. So this issue came out July 2005. Jeez. July 2005, I pick up this issue. Uh, 17 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for doing that. Uh, <laughs> July 2005, I pick up this issue. I'm super stoked for this next story arc because I know it's the Hammerhead stuff. Now I get to the end of this and I'm like, who is that guy? He looks awesome. 
why is he wearing white? That's cool. <laughs> and this was my introduction to Moon Knight. That's amazing. Nice. Listeners, I'm a big Moon Knight fan. I'm, I'm a is. big Moon Knight fan. Uh, this is my introduction to Moon Knight and also another character that we're about to talk about was my introduction to that character as well. That got me super heavily into that character too. Um, and that's why this is the best story arc of all time. It is <laughs> they gave amazing. Me children to love. And uh, I, after this, I went down and I like uh, essentials were still a thing. Like the Marvel essentials. Mm, I was able to find yeah. like Marvel essentials. Yes. And I just poured over that. Like I read everything. I could. That was a movie. <laughs> Because it's like this guy's the coolest. I need to know everything. <laughs> was there, you, those essentials were like there? There's no color in them. It's just yeah. like the black and white and everything. Yeah, like the that. black and white reprints, just giant phone book size, and they were like twenty dollars at that time. Just, oh. just a quick sidebar. Did any of you ever want to just like color it? I did color a few. Of did mine. you color book? Oh, yes. I colored a couple of my X Men ones, man. Interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, just because I was like. You know what? Why not? Like, yeah, right. I call it, I call it Cyclops's beam in like half of the pages. Hell yeah! Because it looks cool. sweet to be in black and white, but then just have that red beam. That out. one pop of color sick. for sure. Yeah, yeah, sick. So, listeners, I guess we can thank this comic for not just getting, or this specific issue, not just for getting Malcolm into Moon Knight, but also getting me into Moon Knight. Because Malcolm is the person that introduced me to Moon Knight through that mm-hmm. Jeff Lemire run. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So you owe that to this story. Arc. I owe it to this story arc. That's this amazing. Story arc. Is this story? Is <laughs> this last page? And then the, in the actual issue, the next page has the cover for the next issue of him standing over Spider-Man. I was like, I don't know who that guy is, but he's the coolest looking guy. He looks dope guy. as fuck. He yeah. looks so sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, more like, how did Marvel come up with their version of Spawn and Batman? <laughs> I don't know what I you're talking about. That's clearly Tim Drake, Red Robin. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Listen, that came after this. So... So chapter 80 <laughs> starts off in an interesting place. Rikers Island Penitentiary. And we get to meet up with a boy that we haven't seen in a little bit. One Daniel Ram, the Iron Fist. I, I was just over the moon starting this off. I what was... a great intro for Danny Rand too. Yes, like, this opening is so good. That, that's the genius of this volume. I think has the best openings. We we yeah. haven't seen Danny Rand in a very long time. When would we, we last? Saw we him? haven't seen him in this. Yeah, we have. We... Remember he f- he fought against Spider-Man for that one like that one scene where they got confused and there was the the woman who was like stealing something and he was like oh you know get trans off her and then him and Spider I swear to god we covered this No I don't remember this at all We have I really I really don't remember this at all yeah. Okay let let me let me pull this up Are you thinking of Electro <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not thinking of Electro. <laughs> Danny Rand. Hold Look, on. I'm pretty certain this is the first time that he shows up in this. No, yeah, hardcore um... disagree. We've seen him before. Um, da, 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 da. Where is it? Okay. Uh, what issue is this? Oh, it's that um, that Spider-Man issue one half. 
The one oh, that we live version. Yeah. Yeah, remember? Oh shit. Oh I, yeah. It's it's no, the issue. I didn't reread that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. It's it's the whole issue where it's like Jameson. Yeah, Jameson's yeah. like, oh, you know, there's there's this violence and whatever, and pin this on Spider-Man, even though Robbie tells him not to. Oh shit. This is where oh, we my... first saw oh Iron shit yeah I, even, I didn't even remember that that's yeah. wild that's nice crazy. okay I mean, it's because you're a fake iron fist fan i'm a real davos am i right <laughs> Ooh, ooh, too i'm a real soon. steel serpent over here am i deep right cut. deep cut yeah. yikes <laughs> so, but yeah that was essentially what got him in prison right right Right. That's what got him That's thrown into so Rikers. Funny. So huh. Danny Rand is in Rikers Penitentiary. Um, but if you skipped the one half, as Malcolm said, this is a great introduction to the character as well. Because you could absolutely just headcanon like, oh, he trained Kunlun, he came back, he went wild, right. and he killed somebody. Or yes. something or something, something. That's just how right. it is, yeah. So I... Oh, man. I And I love when it's just like... Um, uh, you're in here for attacking a man with your, it says here, is this right? He's like, Iron Fist. Yes, ma'am. Is that some sort of slang? No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you want to talk about domes. Absolute five heads. Danny Rand. Oh, yeah. His hairline has suffered since last we saw him. <laughs> the interesting thing about this two pages is that I would swear, I would swear that this wasn't Bagley doing these two pages. Because it looks like uh, Derek Robertson, the guy who does the Yes, I could absolutely see that. You look at those last two pages where he's like, no, ma'am, I certainly would not. And then there's just the close-up on his face, like, smiling. Like, that looks like a real Derek Robertson fucking page. Definitely does. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I will not drink milk. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So... Basically, this is more or less his like parole hearing. Uh And so he's essentially trying to get out of Rikers. We cut back to the scene. It already in progress. Moon Knight has Spidey pinned down. Now, it's like, did you guys think the same like I think thought, which basically after that first scene with introducing Danny Red that like, oh, wait, is Danny Red Moon Knight? I could totally would, understand why you would I think. I could definitely yeah. see that. I could totally understand that. Especially I, if you're unfamiliar with those characters as well. Yeah. yeah. It makes it seem very much like that. Yeah. It felt like that I was like, oh, this is the ultimate universe. So maybe Danny Red's Moon Knight. And I'm like, how does that work? I mean, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Iron a Fist. How whatever. interesting okay. that would be. How, how Coming interesting. soon to Marvel, Moon Fist. <laughs> I mean, Iron Knight. Listen, Danny's not doing much right now. He no, could, hey, he could he hey, could be he hey, could be Moon Knight. Hey, That'd be sick. Hey, mm-hmm. Danny Rand's doing his own thing right now. He's mentoring. He is. He's going to be mentoring the new have, Iron Fist. Yeah, I was going to say we have a great Iron Fist now. Also, so like <laughs> he totally could be. Listeners, oh really? Do you not like that book? Oh shit! If you haven't lately, go pick up the first two issues of Iron Fist. Yes, exquisite. It's oh, it's really good. Even if you're not familiar with the character who is character who is now the Iron Fist, you can pick it up. It's dope as fuck. 
Yeah, and you can go get familiar with that character, but that book tells you everything you need to know about who exactly. they are. Art by Michael YG is incredible. Alyssa Wong is crushing it. Yeah, that book is awesome. It's so good. It's so good. Also, great redesign. Love that redesign. I love that redesign. I've always been a guy who has loved, in my own way, every single Iron Fist design. Yes. But this one is... It's right up there with the uh, Sanford Green redesign. Uh, the tracksuit. I was going to say, because I think the tracksuit one is the best one that we've the track had. tracksuit with the sneakers. <laughs> and this is very close to it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um is pinning down uh, Spider-Man, blaming him for all the terrible things that happened in the city. And Spidey hits him with a shush. He says, shush, I had I'd self-righteous for lunch. Just great. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing. Can we can we talk about can we talk about how Moon Knight thinks that he's a minority because he says you people are destroying this? <laughs> I mean, he is dressed in all white. <laughs> so the two uh... shout out to whoever it was who tweeted it this week saying that uh, if Moon Knight takes off, the next con is going to look like a clan meeting. Because, uh, let me tell you, listeners, I was because, at WonderCon uh, this past weekend, and it was already like that. It was already like that. <laughs> Though I will say there was one cosplayer who did this amazing Sailor Moon Knight. Oh, sweet. I've it been seeing a lot of Sailor Moon Knight stuff amazing. in the last like, week or so. That's she, awesome. cool. she crushed it. That's uh, cool. WonderCon was amazing. Thanks for asking. So It was a wonder. It was a wonder. Wonderful con mention. (laughs) So uh, Spider-Man and Moon Knight are having their little kerfuffle, their little dust up, and unbeknownst to them, they are being observed by Elektra. And I just, also the conversation that Spider-Man is essentially having with himself while battling Moon Knight about Moon Knight dressing in all white is chef's kiss. As he hits him with a kick that sounds like frump. Uh, Frump. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Electra's watching this and she's just like, she's on the phone and she's like, hey, have you ever heard of a guy called Moon Knight? Yeah. No, I don't think he started the fire. He's fighting someone in a Spider-Man costume. I think it is Spider-Man. It seems, seems like him. Like him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's amazing. <laughs> and so she's basically look like, she says, look, I mean, they're doing their thing. I'm just going to let them do their thing because they are clearly not the ones who blew up your warehouse so (laughs) i'm gonna get the fuck out of here Uh and so spidey takes this fight to the streets is able to evade moon knight and moon knight is caught on camera which becomes the next big old splash page on the front page news of the daily bugle with the headline moon man cometh so another sidebar i had just gotten uh a better cell phone when this came out because my first one had been broken uh this one had a little bit of camera technology like me uh (laughs) this one had a little bit of camera technology this image was my phone background for all of that year of school that's dope (laughs) because that's such a sick image of him just standing there fist in the i love a fist in the cape Mm -hmm. right yeah if if you're gonna have a cape do the fist in the cape pose. Do the fist in the cape. Over, like, on the outside of the cape. It's sick. 
It's so badass. So we cut to the <laughs> we cut to the Daily Bugle, and uh, Robbie and Jonah are discussing the Moon Man cometh. When uh, boom Yahtzee, Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> they boom. I can't say Yahtzee. <laughs> and Jonah responds, "It's my paper." So, <laughs> all right, it's so good. So. Peter goes in there. He's uh, he almost gives up the goat by uh, Jan- Jonah basically being like, "Yeah, the Moon Man." And Peter just goes, "Moon Knight," and everyone's like, "What? Huh?" He's like, uh, <laughs> duh, I heard the kids at school say his name was Moon Knight. Gives that awkward smile, like you're gonna buy this, right? Because Jonah's like Moon Knight. No, Moon Man is funnier. Like <laughs> he's like, go away. Mm-hmm. I- in a way jonah has softened since we first met him to peter it's very subtle and it's incrementally softened but he Mm -hmm. has softened to peter Mm -hmm. so peter heads back to his cubicle gets a call from aunt may who is basically doing the mom check-in saying hey you didn't go to school again today you haven't been going to school a lot so Let's uh, let's figure this out because this is a problem. School is calling me. I recognize you broke up with MJ, like, but this is we got to figure it. We got to figure out a solution to this. So, as we uh, as we carry along, Peter overhears a conversation, but with uh, Ben Urich calling in and pinning the whole connection to this. Sorry, series of events to one Wilson Fisk. So that evening, right at sunset, Spider-Man heads to Fisk Tower to have a little conversation with the big man. And he finds that the door opens for him. He's being expected. He heads down and is encountered by Elektra, who escorts him. And we get the most teenager thing that Spider-Man has ever done. They're standing in the elevator, the two of them side by side. Spider-Man is staring directly at Electra's chest. Every time she looks at him, he looks away. When she looks away, he looks back. And it's it's uncomfortable for everyone. And so he he's trying to, like, figure out how to say something to her. And he just goes, what was your name again? And she responds, stop staring at them. Is it what? No, I, I was... Mm. <laughs> incredible i love the look on her face too in that last panel like she she knows like oh, he's just a fucking kid like, <laughs> let, him, let him look at a titty for a second it's fine it's, it's, give him a whirl i guess like because i'm probably gonna stick him in a few minutes <laughs> let him see something nice before he dies yeah <laughs> there needs to be more generous women like that these days you know what i mean <laughs> Right before Ooh, you kill him. What a thing him. to say. What a thing to say, Jacob. Oh, my God. What a take. What a, what a take. take. You know, right before you kill him, you're just like, yeah, go ahead, flash, flash a nip, and then just. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Why not? That's, that's not making a cut. <laughs> oh, I'm going to leave that shit in. So, yeah. I do. I do love 
uh, that this Electra's costume is like slightly more covered up than six one six Electra, but at the same time is not just slight. It's like it's like one <laughs> percent like more. But she also has a bra, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. But okay, but she's got pants, so. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like just slutty enough to just pass, no! pass off. No, <laughs> that's what you're going to I say. love Electra. <laughs> oh my God. So Peter is escorted to the conference room where <laughs> Wilson Fisk is eating some pizza. That's a nice New York slice right there. He said kids like pizza. You want some pizza? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, down, I, I, pizza I ran down to the Chuck E. Cheese. He's even got the paper plates. <laughs> Look at him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the paper plates for the pizza party. He's like, this is going to be a pizza party for one, but I guess you can have one slice. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think that he's been doing this literally every night. Yeah. This is his routine every night, just in case. This is, this is absolutely like an every second week type of deal where he's like, I just, I need to throw a pizza party for me. (laughs) Vanessa liked pizzas. Pepperoni, her favorite topping. <laughs> I crave pepperoni. <laughs> the voice crack. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that he does, is the voice crack. It's so good. You embarrass me. <laughs> it's my favorite bit. Now we'll uh, <laughs> Oh, man. So, oh, boy. The two of them have a little pizza party for two. I like how he even got him a little Chuck E. Cheese drink. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, it's I, from got the, I got pizza. the bendy straws. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> they asked me when I was a boy. Crazy straw. I didn't want a crazy straw. Thought about getting you one. But I said, he deserves a bendy straw. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I hope oh, this is in the Lord. movie. I hope this Spider-Man, really is. the son of a bendy straw. <laughs> <laughs> High swinging action, a bendy straw. A yeah, bendy this, straw. Needs the, this needs to be in the trailer. <laughs> when I was a boy, I loved bendy straws. <laughs> so the two of them are basically talking about the situation going on in the city gang violence is starting to erupt he has lost control and there's a there's a new player in town calls himself hammerhead and he's like look this is going to be a problem for everybody not just for you not just for the city but also for the most important person me so i'm gonna need you to take care of this and he shows him like the most ridiculous photo of Hammerhead. He's like, <laughs> look at this photo. This is this is definitely not your Rembrandt glamour shot. This is somebody popping out of a dumpster as he's making his way out of the strip joint. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. This is yeah. post strip club. <laughs> like he is coked up to high heaven in this photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It also could be one of those awful candid shots where right, right in the middle of him talking, you know, oh, so they're yeah. always it's like one of those like ah, like mouth open moments. Yeah, you it's, know? it's a mid pee shot. Yeah. You know? like, he's just peeing and somebody takes a picture of him and John's like, hey, hammerhead. He's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's happened to everybody. And it, so he's basically like, fun, look, 
I want you to take care of this guy. Not for me, for you. He's like, this is what you do. You fight the fights worth fighting for people who can't fight for themselves. Here is someone you need to fight. And Spider-Man's like, look, I appreciate the pizza and the bendy straw, but I don't work (laughs) for you, man. And, And they're basically... Kingpin is appealing to the quote-unquote hero in Spider-Man. I says, love that. You need to get this done. You're the hero. You're supposed to be above petty things, like not wanting to help me. And Peter takes the photograph, swings away. And that brings us to chapter 81. Woo, woo! Peter is going through uh, school, trying not to think about everything that's transpired and what he has to do now does not work he leaves school immediately goes out into the city because he's got to deal with this next page we get who i think is a cosplayer yes uh scarlet this Witch. is a classic this is a classic a classic bendis scene just describe it describe it for the listeners here malcolm bendis loves a scene inside a police station where someone is in costume of a comic character from either the Ultimate Universe or the regular universe uh, and is spouting out stuff that people think about that character or storylines that are coming up, you'll see at some point there's someone who's yelling embrace change, embrace change because Secret Invasion is about to happen or just happened. Uh, You'll see like (laughs) Frost, you know, because of Civil War, whatever, you know, all, all this stuff. Uh, so this is a Scarlet Witch cosplayer because Scarlet Witch is a character in the Ultimate Universe at this point. So Scarlet Witch cosplayer wearing the 616 Scarlet Witch costume yelling, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy because this is 2005, so it's House of M. House of M, baby! Mm -hmm. Which was not written by Bendis. Which was written by Bendis. It was written by Bendis. Yes. Bendis was writing everything in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Bendis is doing this. He's doing keep that straight. New Avengers. He's doing House of M, which is a new Avengers event, and he's finishing up his run on Daredevil. Woof. Oh, that's right. All banger books. You know, all bangers, no spangers. At a certain no Geldof. No Geldof. No Geldof. Oh. Um no. At a certain point, listener, this might be hard to believe. Bendis used to write really good comics. And wow, wow, the look I'm on kidding, face. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Batman <laughs> Universe was good, and... yeah, man. I was gonna say it was like number three on your list. <laughs> I went shirts. through, I gave all, all of the disclaimers for that book and how much I love it, even though Bendis's time at DC has been a real stinker. It's basically, it's almost like if, say, just throwing this out there for no reason. If LeBron James went to the Lakers, right? (laughs) And he had one really good title, right? He had one really good title and just Mm -hmm. the rest were, you know, his Justice League run. And... (laughs) Whoa! Whoa there! I like his Justice League run. Did you? Yeah. What was your favorite arc? Uh, honestly, the checkmate stuff, the tie in with checkmate. 
with yeah. the multiple death strokes and stuff. I, I like that stuff a lot. Because I felt like 2000s Bendis. That's what I liked about that. Well, because 2000s Bendis is just crime. Also, I love how he writes Batman. I Dude, love how he writes Batman. I like how he writes Batman because it's, in one Because it's animated series Batman. That's how he writes Batman, period. Like, he writes Batman like Justice League cartoon Batman. Fair. Like, just constantly. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think that's awesome. I have a question, though. Who's He's LeBron? Like <laughs> that was funny. Oh, <laughs> Just, you know, Jacob, um, ask your mother. We'll tell you when you're older. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so basically. He's a Ma! Hey, <laughs> Ma. Hey, Ma, who's LeBron James? <laughs> yes. you, you want the meatloaf? Hey, Ma. Meatloaf. <laughs> what is she even so... doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the first panel of the scene. I know. So, we're, we're not even like halfway through this. So right now. we're, we're going to blitz through this. Um, at the police station, Captain Gene DeWolf, our girl, Gene DeWolf, Gene DeWolf. is, uh, I know, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. She's still our girl. And she's having a discussion with a, uh, with a detective, you know, talking about Moon Knight, when all of a sudden Spider-Man just shows up at the window and the detective, as we've said before, just like any New York cop, guns first. Yep. Sees Spider-Man, shoots out the window, and Spider-Man retreats to the top of the precinct, mm -hmm. where Spider-Man is like, hey, what the, what the fuck? And, <laughs> and Gene DeWolf is like, hey, look, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he says that detective had a traumatic incident with this mutant called Wolverine once and he's like I've had one of those yeah. <laughs> which we can all say same mm -hmm. yeah understandable if I was forced to reread that volume again or even someone telling me hey you should read this I might draw a gun on them as well who knows yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, ah, get that book away from me so Gene DeWolf and Spider-Man talk and Spider-Man is just like, hey, look, I need your advice and tells her everything that Kingpin told him. I love the yesterday I was having pizza with the Kingpin. She's like, ha! it's like, no, seriously, like <laughs> <laughs> and he, he even says he's like, that would be a great setup for a joke, though. <laughs> it's like, oh, you you actually had pizza with him. <laughs> That <laughs> and so Gene DeWolf is basically like okay let me know what happened and he fills her in and she's like so he's employing you he's like no 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 she's like he gave you money she's like no and in the context of the entire story mm -hmm. this conversation gets a lot more interesting isn't it interesting yeah it's very interesting because there's this is some departed shit. This is. Yes. Are you a cop? You a cop? <laughs> Fucking yeah, not rat. a cop. Yeah. yeah. And so, I want to let's circle back to this conversation when we get to the end of this. Hell yeah! Because I want to. I want to talk about this. So, DeWolf is basically like, "Look, I think you should do what he said. People want this guy gone. This is just escalation at its finest. You need to get this done. I'll help you, but." And then she gets a call and she's like, look, hey, there's a disturbance in Chinatown. Can you go deal with this? And we get that classic, what kind of disturbance? Cut to Chinatown seven, seven minutes, minutes ago. 
Danny Rand's on the streets. And as he walks the streets of Chinatown, he runs into an old friend, our Ooh. boy Shang-Chi. Wow. Now, this is not the introduction for this character in the Ultimate Universe. There is really? A, wow. There is a, it's either one or two issue. I think it's a two-parter uh, in Marvel Team-Up. Ah, Ultimate of course. Uh, which is referenced later on in this when Shang-Chi is talking to Spider-Man. He's like, listen, we met that one time. Like, you know who I am. We did that thing, and he's like, oh, yeah, right. I do remember that. Yeah. So <laughs> that is what that is. So this is not our first time seeing him. I sure. love that that is basically Bendis saying to the reader, no, 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 you know who this guy is. Yeah. He's showed up before. Yeah. I swear he's real. <laughs> and so the two of them talk, and they are well acquainted with each other, which I love. Love it. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you want me to pay attention to your comic, put Iron Fist and Shang-Chi into it. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. And yeah, so far... Sick. <laughs> we've got Hammerhead, we've got the Enforcers, we've got Captain Jean DeWolf, and we've got Iron Fist and Shang-Chi. Like, if you were going to tell me at the very beginning of this season of the book club that at a certain point you're going to have all of those characters in one volume. In I one would, volume? I would tell you, hey, we could just start there, right? <laughs> just stick to that one, right? None of the other stuff we need to go through, right? It's all in one it's volume, surprise. and it's and it's a clusterfuck of a volume on purpose. Like, yes, it gets Seriously. very clusterfucky. Like, Absolutely, it does. <laughs> it gets insane. So, Shang Chi and Iron Fist are having a conversation, just kind of catching up. When all of a sudden, we get some big trouble in Little China. So, Hammerhead shows up with this gang and they're taller than all of them he is gigantic <laughs> he is taller than everybody in that restaurant and that's awesome <laughs> he is a large man his hammerhead is usually short yes yeah. and his head makes up the height like they made him a tall unit of a dude and it's <laughs> awesome they hugh jackmaned him they hugh jackmaned him <laughs> tall and hot yes and so He's he basically rolls up with this gang and the and he's like, which one? Is this guy? And the gang guy points at uh, Shang Chi. He's like, okay, cool. Hey, do you have a gun? Like, why does Hammerhead never have a gun on him? Because he doesn't need one. He's already he has, has the he, weapon he on his. He does this time though. That's the thing. Is oh, yeah. he, do you have a gun? And the guy's like, no. He's like, you should get one and pulls one out. Oh, yeah. Sick. So can we say then <laughs> that he had a gun? When he yeah. was with the enforcers, and he just took, he just yes. took fancy dance to spite him. Yes, oh, yeah, sure. Why <laughs> that's not? Absolutely, what happened? <laughs> that's, that's something t Hammerhead would do. Yeah, he's a <laughs> habitual line stepper. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he he's straight up pulls out his gun, and this shocked the hell out of me. He just shoots Shang Chi. I was about to flip my shit <laughs> reading this page. And then we get this moment. The coolest thing ever. Shang-Chi's about to, or uh, Hammerhead's about to go into a villain monologue when all of a sudden Shang-Chi sits up and he caught the bullet. It's and just smoking in his hand. Yes. Uh, this is real quick sidebar. This is kind of what happened to our D&D &D campaign last night. This It ended with... <laughs> with 
Eric's character doing exactly something like this. Only I, imagine it was a grenade. It was a mortar, actually. Yeah, but still. <laughs> D&D rules. So anyway, <laughs> um, I love, again, the sequence of these four panels for the next page. Or I, I guess you, you could just say this whole page where we see the bullet smoking in his hand. Hammerhead's like, oh, fuck. And Shang-Chi's like, yeah, I'm going to beat your ass. And next panel, Hammerhead goes flying out the window, hits the ground and just goes 50 grand to the guy who cuts off his head. And we get a ballroom blitz. Shang-Chi and Iron Fist versus essentially the Axe Gang from Kung Fu Hustle. I was going to say the Crazy 88s from that too. Speaking of, you know what? If you haven't lately, Rewatch Kung Fu Hustle and Kill Bill. Yeah. Volume one specifically, because volume two has an incredibly toxic Superman take that I can't get behind. Woo! That's what I'm talking about, baby. Volume one yeah, yeah, for yeah, the win. Yeah. Volume, volume one rocks. Even volume better Kung Fu Hustle. Because that movie yeah. is very nearly a perfect movie. It's very true. I just Kung Fu Hustle with Shang-Chi and Iron Fist. It's that easy. It's that easy. Just do it. I'll, I'll see your Kung Fu Hustle with Shang-Chi and Iron Fist and raise you a The Raid with Shang-Chi and Iron Fist. Uh, I would raise you... Give me Kung Fu Hustle with Shang-Chi and Iron Fist and The Raid with Daredevil and just let that yeah. play out. Yeah. Or alternatively, and I, I pitched this like 10 years ago to Jacob in a bar, but The Raid with Hawkeye and a limited amount of arrows yeah. could have been incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There is yeah. that issue of Moon Knight written by a person that we don't discuss and drawn wonderfully by Declan Shelby. Yes, where it's just the raid. Absolutely, like, it's awesome because it's just the raid and it's great. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that would be a really cool episode of Moon Knight, and that'd be a really good episode of Moon Knight. Especially... Give me more street level characters going through fortresses like that. Yes, like that's awesome. A fortress invasion with one character is badass. And if you want some of that. Go pick up and play Sifu. It's available oh. in digital and will be available in hard copy in May. In that's May, when right? I'm going yeah. to get it. That was that's, that's when I'm getting Sifu. Yeah. Did you see the Nightwing mod for that? I've seen the Nightwing mod. I've seen the Daredevil mod. <laughs> I've seen the Neo mod. mod. That's tight. I, I really, Neo that's I would cool. love a Shang Chi mod or an mm -hmm. Iron Fist mod for this. Hell yeah! Would be, especially mm -hmm. the new Iron Fist. That would look. Wonderful. That would be sick. Oh, I'm so excited for that new life. I, so... I love that book, man. <laughs> it's so... so good. Anyway, uh, yeah, this fight is awesome. I Iron love Fist book club win. The, the uh, okay, bet. Uh, <laughs> bet. Uh, I love that Shang Chi's like, "Hey, is your Iron Fist still working?" And Danny's like, "Yeah, I hate to use it on kids. I hate to Shang use it on kids." Choice. And just starts going into it like. <laughs> awesome so good so good it's a good looking fight like this this would have been the the single take fight in the series like, yeah and, and the camera would have like focused on both of them so it would have like kept traveling them. yeah yeah it would have been circular shots and shit like yeah. circular shots zooming in on one of them then turning as a guy flies past the camera to turn at the look at the other guy incredible at one point Shang-Chi launches three guys out the window at Hammerhead, basically yeets them through the window to stop him from giving orders. Yeah. This is such a good fight. And it's also got our boy Ox. 
in this fight. Yeah. yeah. Who was just there to pick up some food, man. He's literally <laughs> just there to pick up some food. I feel so bad for him. And so they finally get to the point where uh, Hammerhead is free to use his gun as Shang-Chi and Iron Fist are distracted, aims his gun right at Shang-Chi when who shows up? Our boy, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, shit. Totally forgot. Totally forgot that he was in this comic. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Because it reads like a really good Iron Fist and Shang-Chi. Yes, like Spider-Man enters in as a guest character in this Shang-Chi and Iron Fist team-up book. (laughs) Like this this moment when he popped up, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. That's right. Yeah, we haven't had him in 15 pages. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's right. You know what? (laughs) Give me a 12-issue maxi-series, Fists of New York. Just with... Iron Fist and Shang-Chi defending Chinatown Ooh. would be incredible. Would be incredible. Hey, Eric, hey, Eric you're going to hate that. I'm going to recommend something to you. <laughs> I think you should revisit Bendis' Defenders run because it's pretty good. <laughs> Is that the it one just, you did with, um, with Marquez? David Marquez? Yeah. I really- it's, it's pretty great. The only problem is that it's clearly a very rushed ending. So that last issue feels like super just thrown together. Just a lot of Bendis' shit. Yeah, uh, that was that one was the DC like the DC move over. That's yeah, that's, that's true. Happened. That's true. Uh, and him getting like crazy sick, like that was right when he was getting yeah, like, super fucking sick. That's right. So I, I will forgive him for this one, but I think that book is excellent. I, I think mean, that first really- issue. I only picked up the first issue because as soon as they made it clear that Bendis was leaving, I'm like, we'll be lucky if he finishes this book. Yeah, before he goes, but yeah. I will jump in on anything that has David Marquez art. It is some of the best. David David Marquez is the only person I want to draw Iron Fist for the rest of my life because his uh, Iron Fist. I would be super sick, okay with that. Super sick, okay, with bro. That. <laughs> Except you know what? A Chris Somney Iron Fist book, which a lot of people oh, will say, oh, just read Firepower. It's not the same. <laughs> no, it's not. That but book it's is cool. incredible on its own. But it's close. <laughs> the, the most recent issue, issue 19 of Firepower came oh, out this week. Oh, so good. You want to okay. see a dragon destroy Hong Kong? Bet. Jacob, if there's a comic yeah. I'm going to recommend to you right now, it's Firepower. I think you would love Firepower. Read Firepower. It's with Iron I, Fist, right? It's, yeah. No. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Kirkman and Somni. Like, it's Kirkman it is, and Somni doing their their take on that idea. Yeah. Okay, I think it's, I, but, basically, but the character it's basically has a family. Yeah, and it's basically, basically what if Iron Fist retired to the suburbs, oh. got a family, yeah. and then everybody was like, "Hey, let's go fucking kill Iron Fist." Like, yeah, it's kind of old man Iron Fist. That's kind of the best way to put. Dope as fuck. Okay, it's it's excellent. It's such a good book. Is it because it has like a home invasion or something like that? Is it does that have why? a home invasion. In okay. It. Uh, yeah, that's Jacob knows my type. Yeah. He knows I love home invasion stories. Exactly. Uh, and it's, I think it's the best home invasion thing because it's a silent fight. Yep. Trying not to wake everybody up in the middle of the night. So it's completely His kids are sleeping because they've got school <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Excellent. So and oh, cool. Somni draws okay. some of yeah. the best Jordans that you will ever see in a comic book. <laughs> Sony makes Jordans look good. They make me look like it makes me want to buy Jordans. I'm not I a mean, Jordans. Guy. I I am a Jordans guy, and they look real, real good, real good. Real, real anyway, back to uh, Fists of New York featuring Spider Man <laughs> using his yeah. fist and then breaking his fist. <laughs> yeah, he's straight up because oh, he, he punches him. <laughs> he's just like, God, I broke my hand. <laughs> I seriously broke my hand. <laughs> 
Hammerhead gets ready to shoot him when all of a sudden we got Black Cat returning. Uh. Everyone's in this volume. <laughs> yeah. Everyone it's that uh it's that Super Smash Bros. Like everyone's here. <laughs> it's like every love... every couple pages, a new challenger has arrived. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I love that she rolls in with the George McFly, the hey, hey, you hurt one hair on my boyfriend's head. And me and you are gonna have words. Like <laughs> it's very George McFly, and I, I love that. <laughs> So oh now you can only picture Crispin Glover in that black cat suit, huh? <laughs> so black cat rolls up ready to fight with Biff and <laughs> knock, knock. You know knock, knock, what? Knock, knock. knock in the eighties, that actor would have oh, been yeah. a wonderful hammerhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could be a good hammerhead now. Tom Wilson. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're not like, wrong. An older totally hammerhead, a good older hammerhead. Yeah, he crushed that. He still got that thick look. You know right? what? Hammerhead for the inevitable Iron Fist series again. Disney Plus, pay me money, and I will make you a six episode. I'll even stretch it to eight if you want to get that sweet, sweet algorithm money. Mm. Eight episodes, <laughs> fifths of New York. Iron Fist defending Chinatown against Hammerhead. Writes itself. Yeah. yeah but I could sick. write it. It writes itself, but I that. could write it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, uh, chapter 82, which has a stunning cover. I stunning. love the reflections of Spider-Man in the goggles of Black oh, Cat. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. Good. This volume might have the best covers, too. To it, be fair, it might. I think all the covers are absolute bangers in this volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That so your the background, your background is the next issue's cover, mm-hmm. and it's it's so good. It's so good. It's even so though good. both of those costumes are garbage. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> one so, of them is okay. That's awesome. So uh, we cut back to school again. Peter skipped class, though for a good reason. This time, he's about to be murked by Hammerhead. Yep. When again. His George McFly in the form of Black Cat has shown up, and she is about to have some words with this man. I I love the quip where she's <laughs> just too. like, skank, back off. She's like, do yeah. you think I look skanky in this outfit? He goes, it's not a negative. <laughs> he is, that is Biff. That is absolutely <laughs> a Biff line. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely. not a negative, sweetheart. <laughs> so... Spider-Man webs up the gun just as Hammerhead fires. I love that it just sets, just blows up in his hand. Classic so Edward blows cool. up hands, right? Yeah. It, it, Classic. It surprised Felicia that she doesn't even have a mouth to like uh, express. <laughs> there, there is, there is distinctly no mouth on it. She's, she's about to, she's been captured. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, the Hardy is the, as the new question. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Is. Holy shit! Like, whoa! Just wipe the face off of her. Clearly, and Spider-Man is so you know rattled by all this that he gives one of his worst one-liners. He's <laughs> like, "Too bad they don't call you Hammer Hands." Immediately oh. regrets it, saying, "Oh, that joke sucked. I'm sorry." 
which is funny because there is a character called Hammer Hands later on. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically Hammer Hammerhead rolls out. He sticks his hand in his jacket, pulls out a grenade, and just launches a grenade at them. I love how it just bounces off Spidey's chest. Right. It's like oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, come on. Like dead and center him, on the spider too. <laughs> right? Like, and him and Felicia hop over the car. Grenade explodes, launching Grenade. both of them over, up and over the building. And we get one of the most sexually charged three panel conversations that we've gotten in a Marvel comic book. Oh, man. Like, and... Oh God! I and just... that's just not from the heat from the explosion that they had to dodge, man. So true. <laughs> He's just like, me and you are gonna have a talk, and she's like, that's not all we're gonna do. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and he goes, uh, but first we have to f- help anyone who needs help. That and again, I love when Bendis throws these isms in there. He says that that big headed Schmendrick tosses a grenade right out in the, and he's gone. <laughs> Oh. Schmendrick. Schmendrick. Add it to the list. God, that's that's like the I can't even describe how you can even spell something like that. Schmendrick. Schmendrick. That's so good. And so Spidey is basically, you know, he looks over to see the damage, and this shop owner, right, is just like, there, it's him. <laughs> Cops, again, guns first, start opening fire. And Jean DeWolf pops up. She's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) The cops are like, back off, lady. She's like, Captain DeWolf. And if I have to say it again, I'm going to. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And it's, you know, in the context of what happens later with with Captain DeWolf, I'm like, man, it sucks. But I still love this moment where she is constantly just like, I'm the captain. You are subordinates, and I will mess you up. Like she's in charge, hardcore. Like she is always, she's full on, like uh, James Gordon right yeah. now to to all of these cops and stuff. Like Except that. she gets respect from her yeah. department. Oh yeah, because like I love this conversation. She's like, uh, the cop says, "Sorry, Captain, we were trying to subdue Spider Man." She's like, "Why did Spider Man do this?" Did he blow up the street? I was like, uh, he's, oh. she's like, um, yes or um, no. I asked you a question. And he's like, the guy just pointed to Spider-Man. She's like, so you just started firing at him? <laughs> and she turns on the oh. shop owner. She's like, did you see what happened here? You know, let, let's just, yeah. let's just do this. Let's just do, you do, want this. To do this. Yeah. yeah okay. let, let's, let's do this. Um, you want to be the shop owner? Sure. Why not? Cool. So I'll, I'll be Captain DeWolf. So, Hey, you, did you see what happened here? Uh, yes. Yes, it was awful. Who threw, the, who threw the grenade? It was this guy with a big head. Was he wearing a Spider-Man costume? Uh. The guy with the big head who blew up your neighborhood, was he wearing a Spider-Man costume? No, he was just had a, a, a big head. Was Spider-Man trying to subdue the guy with the big head? Yes. So he was trying to stop the bad guy, and you told my officers what? 
you get out of my sight before I decide to look in your storeroom and employment records. I want witness reports. I want EMS. I want all these idiot kids with gang colors laying all over the floor in cuffs. I want those people over there cuffed in question, and I want this big hammerhead found. Cops are just like speechless. She's just like, now. <laughs> Captain DeWolf is a boss bitch. Like, hell yeah. yeah. I love She's this tight. scene. She's, She's awesome. Man. So good. So but good. but the best thing about this scene is that you get the panel of now, and then you see that panel again on a little video camera. And you turn the page, and who's videotaping? Why? Why it's our why it's our good friend Stephen Grant, the taxi cab man. <laughs> <laughs> His license expires October 1st, 2007. Yeah, this is a 2005 comic. Jesus. Is there some significance to his license number, or is that just a random number? I was just wondering. Uh, I don't know if that pertains uh, to anything. I don't... Not that I could think of? We're going to say right now that it doesn't, and someone is going to correct us. Yes, I really hope so. (laughs) It's it's the, the Roman numeric for moon knight or something yeah it's uh, it's actually moon knight in uh, binary yeah there you go <laughs> so we see uh captain dewolf cuffing ox poor ox poor right. ox he just came in there for some stir fry looking for some dim sum that sucks and so he's uh and he mentions too he's like i'm out on parole <laughs> yeah. we cut to mac in time yeah it's a, just, it's a heavy cut. She didn't even waste time. It's she one didn't of even those, take off the mask. <laughs> it's one of those, you know that meme of like the girl pinning the guy to the fence and the guy's got his like legs up and everything? Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is ready to go. She is raring to go. And Spider-Man's like, uh, wait, wait, hold on. Weren't you dead at a certain point? And she's just like, look, I didn't die. I got hurt. But, you know, I, I saw you looking for me when I fell. That was pretty cool of you. And he's just like, look, I just you need to stop trying to kiss me because I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> and she hits him with this. You're spazzing out. Wouldn't you rather be making out? He's just like, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> and she basically, you know, she tells him, look, I'm back. I'm still after the kingpin. He's a bad guy. Um, I've been doing research. Look, I'm kind of into the idea of helping out Hammerhead. And he's like, he's a bad guy. And she says, we're all bad guys. There will always be bad guys. I don't care about getting the bad guys. I just care about Wilson Fisk. Like, <laughs> which, hey, you know what? That's an argument, I guess. Like, you know what? I get it. I get it. You know what? Matt Murdock probably feels the same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should talk sometime. Yeah. So, and they do. Check out, if you haven't lately, the incredible Mark Wade Daredevil run. Seminal. Incredible. Black Cat? I don't even remember. Add it to the list of book club sessions we should be doing. The Mark Wade Daredevil run is iconic. One of my top five of all time very much is so good so So good she basically tells him like look 
once we get Kingpin, like, this is done. I'm done being Black Cat. The outfit comes off, and me and you can go ice skating or whatever people do who don't wear leatherish outfits and run around rooftops. And Spider-Man goes, are we dating and no one told me? (laughs) (laughs) And she's basically like... She she hits a she is rare to go. She keeps hitting him with these like sick lines. She's, She's like, yeah. <laughs> I can see your eyes in those lenses. You know, I like them. And he's like, oh my god, what time is it? And he swings off. He's like, I gotta go. And she's like, God, he's married. Damn. <laughs> I love this. I yeah. love this relationship, even though it's icky. If you stop if to for, think if, about it, yeah. If for no other reason, the payoff is so worth it. Yeah. And I finally get to know what the fuck Malcolm has been talking about this whole time. Yeah. It's the thing that I thought was in the last volume. I totally forgot it wasn't in the last one with Black Cat. Oh, it's man. in this one. And so, it's, the- it's the best. <laughs> we cut back to our boy Stephen Grant slash Jake Lockley slash Mark Spector slash Moon Knight. And he rolls up into this seedy little apartment complex with Marlene. We Mar- get to see Marlene. Marlene. Not only do we get to see Marlene, Marlene is like Mackenzie Davis in yes. Terminator style in this. 100%. Yeah. Which is <laughs> is the pure reason why she's only been like my only fan cast for Marlene. Is Mackenzie Davis. <laughs> purely because I was like, oh, that's what that mode is. Like, 100%. Perfect. I love it. Badass Sarah Connor style. Just like, put the gun away, mm-hmm. Marlene. and she and you can tell even if you're not familiar with moon knight when she calls him mark and we clearly saw steven grant on the taxi license Mm -hmm. you start to get a crash course on moon knight as a character this tells you kind of everything you need to know about him yeah and she's basically he's basically like look i saw the fight i watched it nothing happened he's like i'm gonna go shower and marlene's like "Uh uh-huh Hey, just for the record, are you uh, Stephen Grant right now? Or Mark Spector? Or Moon Knight? And he just walks off. She says, guy should tell his girlfriend which personality she's talking to. Amazing. 10 out of 10, no notes. This is like old school (laughs) style, where before it was retcon that he had DID, he just had alternate like identities that he would use. Yeah. But he kept cycling between the same ones, and sticking so hard to those identities that like you didn't know if there was actually like a mental thing or what it was just oh no i'm stephen grant right now like i'm rich i'm cool oh no i'm jake lockie right now i'm the cabbie yeah oh like it so it's it's very old school moon knight until the later scenes yeah Yeah. old school moon knight has been commonly referred to the jared leto of comic book superheroes method acting to the method acting that it breaks everyone around them I heard that it took Moon Knight an hour to go to the bathroom because one of his identities was in a wheelchair. <laughs> I think he's a real jackass on set. Uh, which brings us to this week's sponsor, Morbius. This week's book club is brought to you by Morbius. It's the you Morbius don't need to see it. It's just Morbius. It's the Morbius suite. You don't need to see it. But what you do need to see is the clip that's going around on Twitter of Matt Smith dancing. That's all you need to see, and you will have seen Morbius. (laughs) Yeah. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Does he at one point jump back into a TARDIS and go back to where he was? That'd be awesome. Okay. God, I wish. I hate that they wasted him for that, because he's such a good actor. He could have been so And you know what? He actually said in an interview he took it because Karen Gillan told him to. Oh, really? damn it, Karen. God damn it, Karen. He called her because he was like, hey, they're thinking of casting me for this role. 
how have you liked your time in the MCU? And Karen Gillan's like, it's been amazing. Like, you should do this for sure. He just didn't read the full brief. He didn't <laughs> read it. it wasn't the MCU. <laughs> Amy Pascal was like, we're definitely part of the MCU. This movie oh, yeah. is part of the MCU for sure. And he's like, sign me up. They're putting MCU banners over the SPUC banners in the back. Except it, it's just spelled E M C E Y O U. It's like, yeah, we're part of the MCU for yep, sure. See, we've got the banner right there. <laughs> Boom. Uh. <laughs> so Peter gets back to the house, changes into his uh, his normal clothes. Aunt May gets home from her wine class, I yeah. believe. Yes, 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 yes. Also, love- real quick, I've been loving Spider-Man throughout this entire volume going, Woof! Like, oh, like, yeah. he's, like he's, it's, own way, it's his own way of just pretty much not saying good, good grief throughout the entire, the entire comic. It's just been like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it. Woof. Now that was a day. <laughs> woof. So, and I love Aunt May when she gets in. She's just like, uh, oh, you stink. He's like, I do. She's like, you smell like perfume and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you have to shower, kiddo. You can't just splash on cologne. Like, I have to go to the bathroom before I die. Go find the menus. <laughs> every every thirteen year old who thought, "Oh, I can just spray on a bunch of Axe instead of taking a shower today," that line was for you. Nasty ass kids. So wash behind you, you bastards. Nasty so Sp- Spider Man or Peter goes to uh, call up the the takeout when he finds that there's been a message from his vice principal or just the regular principal and he immediately deletes the message i love it it's so good he is trying to avoid this we get back to uh kingpin who is dealing with you know all of the news coverage about hammerhead trying to go one-man army against chinatown mm-hmm. and <laughs> says you know what paul dini you're just not doing it for me. Stabs him in the back and he says, meet Gail Simone. She's going to be taken over now. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's going to be taking over Harley Quinn and all of those other, you know, Gotham women. And she's got a new idea called Birds of Prey that she's going to be toying around with. We get to chapter 83. I love a classic chest stab. I, once yeah. again... It's just the best visual. Is that you always through the back and out through the front of the chest. Out through the front of the chest, but not poking through the shirt. I mean, it's just precision. It's incredible. The grace that Electra has. Ugh. She is beauty. She is grace. She will stab uh, you in the face. In the face. Now, real quick to note before we get to the next issue, um, this issue came out a week or two after the annual that we are covering at the end interesting Ooh. it was released at that point just so now the story takes place after this story okay but, good but it was released earlier and so that's kind of why i wanted to have us do the annual in this volume as opposed to the next volume gotcha volume okay because i think it fits a little better um, interesting okay. and it will honestly give us a week to get used to that idea for sure. And we'll so, get to that. Okay. So chapter 83 starts up 
and we are at the Tokyo Club. Who decides to bust in? Hey, it's Electra with a brand new costume. Yeah. This is definitely closer to her 616 <laughs> counterpart. And yes, it is dominatrix friendly. Good lord. Like, holy shit. If I was if I was reviewing Incredibles 2, like that one guy, I guess I would say boyo yo yo yoing. And that was Below the Belts, a podcast <laughs> podcast with Malcolm Russell Nelson and sometimes other people, including Jacob Brown. May I may I my my may I include a <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You may. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we cut over to a weird ass playground where Stephen Grant is talking to Mark Spector. No Jake Lockley mm-hmm. specifically. But they're talking to this little girl. I am very unclear on who this little girl is. I think that's Jake Lockley. It's Conchu. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it could be Conchu. I think that the little girl is either technically Conchu or the little girl is the Moon Knight personality. Right. Interesting. Well, no, because she says he's here and he says it's time to go to work. And then we see. And then we see him standing on top. Yeah. Moon Knight. But. But she doesn't speak until he's there. So that's fair. She's the one more diametrically connected to Moon Knight. I just feel weird that he's got these three personalities, and then there's also possibly a personality of a little redheaded girl. That's why I like to think it's Conchu. That makes it a lot. Yeah, it feels like um, it feels like the little very much like Doom Patrol, where the little girl is like um jane yeah. you know like yeah and, and then like the and like moon knight and conchu is like um, the, the dad personality you know that keeps like haunting yeah. her god yeah i kind of kind of thought like the avatar oh! she's like an avatar of of because they're married yeah maybe and Possibly. she's their kid Ooh. maybe Ooh. was this what? actually really forward like was this actually like really ahead of its time probably Listeners, if you haven't lately, go watch Doom Patrol. Get ready before season four drops. Wonderful show. I gotta get caught up on that. You you do. It's good. Season three way better than season two. That's the thing. I stopped with season two because I really wasn't feeling season two. And don't blame you. Dorothy is an attention killer for me. So yeah, it's tough. But but episode two of season three has the uh, dead boy detectives. So I heard my favorite episode of the season. So good. Cool. So, and it also coincides with Dorothy leaving the show. So, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. we cut in and we see that uh, Mark Spector or, appropriately, Stephen Grant. It, no, wait, no, it is Mark no, Spector. No, this is Mark Spector. So yeah. that's, that's the Mark weird Mark Spector is the billionaire now. Yeah. Stephen mm-hmm. Grant is the cabbie. Weird. There is no Jake Lockley and there is no mercenary. Real weird. Real mm-hmm. weird, yeah. So... Mark Spector ends the meeting early and just does this straight up, like touches the panel and it slides up to reveal the Moon Knight suit. It's it's Keaton as fuck. It's Keaton as fuck. It's Keaton as fuck. We need more of this. It's so cool. We need more of this. Oh, it's so cool. Also, this costume is so good looking. (laughs) And also, it makes me kind of sad that in the show, Moon Knight's costume just like appears on him. Yes. Yeah. More, I hate that. <laughs> more putting on actual costumes, please. Yes. yes. Agreed. 
I'm tired of Robert Downey Jr. having the toothpick that he can click the toothpick three times and then he becomes Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I need at least 10 minutes of like villains debating or whether or not they're going to actually do the thing they do while our hero is busy putting on boots You're and pants and everything and suiting up. Yes. I like suit up scenes. I suit like up scenes are the scenes. best. You know why so Batman good. Begins is the best Batman movie? Because there's a really great suit up scene. Six suit up <laughs> scene. Twice. <laughs> it's also got the best, you know, way that he stores the costume with that little like double door uh, cord. Uh, <laughs> that's what this is. Yeah. Like, that's exactly oh, what this heart. is. So it's good. so cool. It's so good. So we cut over to the police station in Brooklyn. Uh, DeWolf is interrogating Ox, and I just feel bad for Ox, man. <sighs> yeah, he's just trying to make his way in the world. He's a sweet idiot. He's a sweet idiot. <laughs> And she basically, more or less from what we can tell, gets him to rat on Hammerhead. Because that's all they want. That's all they're looking for. So cutting over to Midtown High, Peter is just daydreaming mm-hmm. about Black Cat. When more like day boning, am I right? So MJ comes and sits next to him. They have their first conversation of the entire volume. And she kind of talks about how like, hey, like I almost didn't recognize you out of your thoughts because you're spending so much time as Spider-Man and barely any as Peter Parker. And they continue to talk. Peter does apologize for what he said. However, he's like, this isn't cha- this doesn't change the situation. Like we're still like, my life is too dangerous and you keep putting yourself in danger. One of our friends is dead. And it easily could have been you. And she's like, look, I'm not arguing your point. The world is dangerous, but we love each other and you can't argue that. And he's, he's real. He's not, he's not taking the bait. He's not biting. And she's like, look, you're shutting everybody out. You can't go through life with no friends. He gets up, he leaves. And Liz Allen four is basically look like, look, I, I told you not to talk to him. I told you he sticks around. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long Liz Allen 4 sticks around for. So Spidey heads back out. And then we get back to our main event, back to our main characters of this volume. Iron smack, Fist and Shang-Chi ripping smack, through. Smack, smack. <laughs> ripping through this gang hideout. And quick note. Does it look like Shang-Chi is wearing a Robin costume? Yep. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. the angle of his his little yin-yang symbol absolutely looks like a Robin symbol. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and honestly, that's a pretty cool Robin costume. It is a pretty good Robin costume. He's even got the yellow underneath the black. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm pretty okay. With, I'm pretty okay with if, if Damien's rolling around in that, I'm pretty cool with it. That's kind of what he's rolling around with now. It's honestly, yeah, it's honestly not too far. And I do like that look. Honestly, his his most recent costume is the best he's ever looked. I pre-ordered that action figure because I love that costume. I get it. <laughs> so Iron Fist and Shang-Chi are like making their way through, I guess, Little Russia. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Yes. And I love the guys just like, I don't even speak the English. I don't. And Danny's like, then I must speak Russian because I hear you fine. <laughs> yeah. I love Danny Rand Iron Fist. 
Uh, I love the shot of him where he's saying, tell us where Hammerhead is and I won't punch through your chest with my scary Iron Fist. And the Iron Fist looks so dark right there that actually looks like it's made out of iron. Yeah. It looks really painful. And I think that's the first time you actually get an idea of like, oh, wow, it might actually hurt to have the Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. I never thought about how much it would actually hurt. It might actually hurt. Yeah. (laughs) And let's, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Let's talk about this. I don't love these costumes so you don't love the costumes i don't love the costumes i think danny Rand needs the stupid mask i'm sorry he needs the stupid iron fist mask i love that iron fist mask i love that mask so much i think but I'm, I agree I'm with okay. that. this would i think this would look a little better if it had the mask yeah it needs the mask yeah. if this it, had the mask this would be a solid seven out of ten iron fist costume for me yeah. right yeah, but as it stands, needs. it's it's pretty near. It's a very low five. All right, talk to me about mm-hmm. the Shang Chi one. The Shang Chi look is my fashion icon of the week. <laughs> yes. My man. Okay, I yes. absolutely adore how bad this looks because this is a it's, garbage costume. <laughs> it's pretty two thousand superhero movie. It's pretty two thousands yeah. Asian superhero costume. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, because let's be honest, listeners. Yeah, no, for sure. Not all your Asian superheroes looked as cool as they do now. Once upon a time, sure. A lot of them, you give them a bowl cut and a headband, and that's their superhero costume. The bowl cut is terrible. Ugh. It's bad. <laughs> it's they so should bad. feel bad. It's we so talk bad. very often about how good Mark Bagley's art is, and it is consistently but this is just a bad design this is just caricature yeah however this is this is quote master of kung fu yes it is 100 that (laughs) however shang chi is my fashion icon of the week he is incredible with how bad this is that's fair so and again i just i love the premise of the two of them fighting through the criminal underworld defending chinatown i just it's two characters you don't see interact enough together like i'm Agreed. actually surprised you don't really get that a lot shang chi teams up with spider-man more than iron fist way more than I- he teams up with spider-man a lot yeah. a lot which, which is, is strange because it's wanted, like yeah i, I was i wanted shang chi but more in the uh like uh pow- what do you call it the the uh, luke cage and Iron Fist, like Iron the, the Heroes for Hire. Yeah, the Heroes for Hire. hire. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of what this feels like. Yeah, that's what it feels absolutely. Like. like I, it's kind. It kind of feels like in the six one six, they decided like once uh, once Miles Morales got Ganke, they were like, oh man, we gotta give we gotta give Peter Parker an Asian friend. Hey, <laughs> Shang Chi, <laughs> let's do Spider Island. <laughs> <laughs> You can be Peter Parker's Asian friend, right? Yeah. Right? So, not anymore. Master of Comfort. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's too busy running criminal organizations, baby. He's too busy being the head of the Five Weapons Society, baby. He's about to get them ten rings, baby. (laughs) Which I'm excited about, but also, like, did we know? I know, I know. Another number one. Another number one. His third number one in over in a... In, in just a year and a half. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Come on, guys. But oh, wow. I'm still loving that book. You should be picking that book. I up. said that book is stellar. It's incredible. It's stellar. Just the art. It, it's Ruan, only leveled up because of Marcus the art. Toe, like, yeah. yeah. It's a wonderful freaking book. It's a great book. 
So uh, also shout out to uh, Jin Moon Young, who I met at WonderCon and was delightful. Oh, did you? Oh, I I love that for you. That's awesome. It was very cool. There is uh, my buddy, our buddy, John, shout out to John Noble, um, took a great photo of me. Yes. Of me. uh, Actual Lord of the Rings. um, Yes. Took a great photo of me meeting (laughs) one of my favorite writers of all time. And it's incredible because I'm in my Shang-Chi. Was like, Were you in your jacket? I was in the jacket. Yeah. He complimented me on the jacket. It was great. That's awesome. That's he awesome. signed my copies of uh, of Superman Smashes the Clan and New Superman. So mm. cool. So Smashes cool. the Clan, baby. It was yeah. a, you know what? It was a great week because I also got my my volume one of Power Man and Iron Fist signed by, by Walker. Walker. Yes. Uh, so I see. I want to meet Walker. That's that's my that's my. He jam. was so cool. I know people who so are tight cool. with Walker, and like I, I'm like, oh, if he ever comes out to Tucson, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the room. with you get him on this podcast, Malcolm. So, <laughs> so uh, Peter shows up at 1736 Racine, which also happens to be the place where Ivan has sent Iron Fist and Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's about to be a throwdown when all of our heroes show up at one loft in New York City. <laughs> yep. Black as well cat, as that cat. That cat. That Black cat. cat arrives and she's basically like, hey, sit this one out, okay? Because shit's going to go real bad in there. You just don't, just don't do this. And he's like, how about no and they head off when they hear a crash they burst through this window and we get one of my favorite double splashes that i've ever read in a spider-man comic that's the thing if you were reading this when this book came out you would have taken these pages out and put them up on your wall that's it that's that's absolutely what i would have done 100 percent what eric would have done at that time would take these out put up on the wall like right above your bed and be like Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Right there, I would have said, you know, comics have peaked. They're never going to get better than this. This is the moment. (laughs) In this splash page, you've got your Spider-Mans, your Black Cats, but you've got Hammerhead, the Enforcers, Iron Fist, and Shang-Chi surrounded by mob members. This is all I dream about. With Elektra and Moon Knight. With Electra <laughs> yeah. and Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, so I mean, even Moon Knight is up above looking very Batman. And just yes. like, yeah. Boys. The, the, Listeners. The like, seriously. If you want to get a big old print, a poster of this, and send it to us, I will pin this on my wall. Oh, yeah. I will still put this splash on my wall. Send two, because the first one might get ruined, yeah. <laughs> So chapter 84, and (laughs) we get to that moment of everyone just like, holy shit, everyone's here. And I, this, this issue starts with something that I love. Showing off every individual player with a name plaque. I love that so much. I love this shit. Again, that's, that's classic Bendis. Bendis loves that shit. He loves his name cards. Oh man, does he love a name card? Does he love a free shit tag? 
Let me tell you. Just oh, showing boy. everybody who they are. It's like what the beginning of a Looney Tune cartoon. <laughs> like, and I yeah. love that Coyote. even Montana and Fancy Dan get their name cards. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Ah. Like, oh, man. So good. So Electra is there to kill Hammerhead. Everyone has a different agenda. And Hammerhead goes, how much is he paying you? Electra's like, more than you have. And he's like, want to bet? Is it over 200 large? He's like, considerably. He's like, I'll double it right now. Cash, you join with me. Plus 20 ahead for any of the heads you bring me today. And I love how he's like, I need to turn the tides on this before it starts. No no offense, Enforcer guys. Montana's like, I'm taken. <laughs> and he calls her Ninja Toots. Yeah. Like, right now, Ninja Toots. In or out. And Electra joins forces with Hammerhead. So now... She Hammerhead's gets her got jet the badge because when you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> <laughs> so Hammerhead now has his thugs, Electra, Black Cat, and the Enforcers. I I love the Black Cat bit where she's like, actually, um, hi, I'm here for you. I'm not I, with uh, them. Like, I'm not with them. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, all right, fine. This is your audition. He's like, uh, who are you? She's like, and Electra's like, oh, it's Black Cat. She's actually pretty good. And she does hate Fisk. He's like, all right, this is your audition. Come on over. And he's like, see, look at that. I just turned around the whole room in two minutes. <laughs> this is like, how I do things. Yes. Christopher Maloney. So man. awesome. <laughs> so I ask again, any of you idiots feel like running, screaming from the room? Because now would be the time. <laughs> And I like then, you got a little Christopher Walken there. A little bit there, but just Hello. enough. Just, just enough. a hint of walking. And then we get this incredible 10-panel sequence where Moon Knight gets ready some of his moonerangs. Grabs the blades, the crescent blades. Iron, you just see the Danny fist. charges up the iron fist. Shang-Chi gets ready to go. We see close-ups of Electra, Black Cat, Montana. Iron or uh, Moon Knight, Hammerhead, Spider Man, and Hammerhead grins, and we get this glorious fight. It's, this is shit I would love to see animated. Oh my god, I I would kill to see something like this either animated or live at live action. It'd be a mess. Like but I would love for, to see. For that. me, this is the airport fight. Like the yes. airport fight in Civil War is one of the best choreographed fights in the MCU. It is. Uh, I wanted to say the best, but I think the one at the end of the movie actually might be a little better. That one's great. I also adore everything that happens on the ship in the beginning of Winter Soldier. That's fair. And, and really, Panther as well. And Black Panther. And really and any Panther, of yeah. the uh, Steve versus any Winter of the Soldier Steve, fights. Yeah, those are those are amazing fights. Knife flip. I just can't yeah. get over it. But I, this is what that is on this a street is the level. Scene. Yeah. Is the airport scene. And God, just, that airport scene is so good. Anyway. It fucking rules. <laughs> it fucking rips, man. <laughs> so everybody, it is just a full out battle royale. It, Everybody's yeah. going for everybody. It's it's difficult to do a play-by-play of this because so much is happening. Willem Dafoe comes out and yells, there was a fire! 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 He's and in the middle one... swinging his arms. It's like, what the fuck is Norman Osborn doing here? <laughs> Why has he and... got a cigarette in his mouth? <laughs> Jesus. 
And it's also got that kid from Accepted who's just like, Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't lately, watch Accepted. It's a great movie. Great movie. Ask me about my winner. <laughs> um, so eventually Spider-Man is able to get a pause by literally webbing everyone. I love that. I love that he just kind of looks at the chaos. He's like, okay, all right, that's just enough of this. Hang on. <laughs> and I love that giant panel of everybody webbed up. It's yeah. so cool. That would be my that would be my poster right there. It's, yeah. That is such a good panel. And everyone's just looking so confused yeah. about being webbed up. And then I, we yeah. get the return. Really pissed. <laughs> we get the return of Malcolm's favorite line from last week. You guys are nuts. You know that? And this guy? Nuts! (laughs) And this from a guy in his red and blue underwear. Nuts! It's amazing. Black Cat tries to sweet talk him, and he's just like, no, I'm not doing this. He takes out his phone. Shut up! (laughs) He's like, yeah, hi, can you put me through to Police Captain Gene DeWolf? And Hammerhead's just like, Kid, I've got a list. And you've just made yourself number one with a... And he gets webbed up. So good. He's just He's not here for the, the Sopranos <laughs> B, B movie hour. The second shush of the volume, which I really appreciate that. He's just shush. 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 <laughs> and he, you know, is able to talk to the dispatcher who's like, oh my god, are you really Spider-Man? You s- I'm a huge fan. I love that bit too. And he and he leans in, he's like, she's a fan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. You can, I love that you could tell that this is a black woman operator. Yes. Just the Oh my uh, god. Any chance you can make that he's like, you got it, hold on, baby. Like, <laughs> I was she like call oh. me baby. Oh, I love finally it. someone likes me <laughs> for me. Like, <laughs> Obviously a fan of late nineties music. Don't you fucking don't you fucking not laugh at that. That was a good joke. God damn it. That it was me good for joke. me. <laughs> not because. I fucking love that song. I'm gonna listen that to that. That was a great pull, man. Thank you. Wow. I fucking love that song. So wow. if you haven't lately, just listen to more late nineties music. It's just, yeah. It's, it's getting better nowadays. It's a promise. That's a promised land of music. I mean, I mean it's come back around. It yeah. is. Always yeah. does. Because, you know, we're thirty years away from that now. So yeah. God, in the way. All right, anyway. um, so and here is where we get the panel that uh, Malcolm talked about earlier he's like my name is Shang-Chi we fought together in Chinatown and Spider-Man's like yeah I know but he's like let me down so I can do what I have to do I'm trying to protect my people and he's like yeah, I'm just gonna keep everybody webbed I'm just keeping everybody webbed up and then you get some of the best Moon Knight material you're an idiot monkey it's like the entire city hangs in the balance over what happens here and you're sticking your nose where it doesn't belong it's like the entire city it's like the entire city it's like can you believe he wears white to a superhero fight like, <laughs> it's like just leave me alone he's so over spider the rooftops in this city <laughs> you know who moon knight in this like in this iteration of him reminds me of Huntress from Birds of Prey. Yes, that oh, is yeah. exactly the. Or she is. Yes. Or she's super so serious to the point yeah. of parody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
You know what they yes. call me? No, not the crossbow killer. <laughs> the I'm crossbow the huntress. Huntress. <laughs> crossbow. Killer. So good. Uh, what, I mean, one of the best performances. In, Absolutely. In arguably the best DC movie. Of the best the DCEU last, movie. Of the arguably. Last, uh, 10 years. I, Shazam. I, I, love, I still love Shazam. Bread to pray, bro. Still love it. So <laughs> they're, they're it's top, the they're top two. It's the Suicide Squad things. for me. The top two. But the Suicide Squad shut, is incredible. Uh, suicide. Shut, you shut your mouth. You shut, you shut your mouth. Sorry. Sorry, you but that's that's it. No. <laughs> I stopped watching DC movies after the first one. <laughs> you know watch what? watch Birds of Prey. It's fantastic. It's, I will yeah, say I'm Suicide good. Squad gets a lot of points. He's got Captain Boomerang. <laughs> so Spider-Man is on the phone with Gene DeWolf, basically like, hey, look, you gotta come down here. I did. I did what you said. I should. Uh. <laughs> I, I could just picture like the Jake Peralta like shimmies. Like, I did yeah. What I said. <laughs> Guess what I did? How is he not voice Spider Man yet? Anyway, that is a good question. You know, Sandberg what? is a good pick for Spider Man. You know Ooh. what? Renew your vows, Spider Man. At this Fuck. point, Fuck. wow. Make a, an adult Spider Man. We That's get Mary Jane pick. in there. He'd be a good live action Spider Man. You can go with Annie or Mayday. Hell, have them both. Who cares? Yeah. We've got Superman and Lois with Jordan and Jonathan. Hell yeah, we do. That's your answer, Disney. That's your answer. Yeah. New Year vows. <coughs> I'm into it. So we just keep churning out ideas for Disney. Parks I know, man. Podcast. This has been product, been more of a pitch meeting than any. Kind of <laughs> basically, to be so fair, this doing, volume is a perfect pitch. It's it absolutely what it is. is. <laughs> There's so much going on in this volume. It, it's pitch. This it. movie is a this volume is a pitch, honestly. Yeah. So he's he's basically still on the phone. He's just like, look, like I've got everybody, and he's like, I even got Electra. Speaking of Electra, she has cut herself free, and he's just like, listen, just come down here and arrest like everyone because this is all getting crazy. And and the sigh, almost <laughs> impaling him in the head. Badass. Oops, gotta go. And Electra goes out. She starts freeing herself. Everyone frees themselves. The battle begins anew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hammerhead is able to get the drop on Spider-Man, goes to shoot him, gun jams. Mm-hmm. What luck. Because you can... if, you've, if you've watched Danger 5, you'll know that uh, the golden guns uh, do not work very well. Uh, you guys should watch Danger 5. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, it's bad, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I want to talk excellent deep cut pulls. <laughs> i've been watching it that's that's, that's not a golden gun i was like oh god though i also kind of love that it implies that black cat used her powers to make the gun jam that's the question isn't yeah. it so good so isn't good. it mm. so spider-man goes to punch him again because he's a kid and kids are stupid breaks his other hand and just as moon knight goes to uh reprimand spider-man for messing everything up electra spins him around and stabs him in the chest i love a spin around that's sick just absolutely grabs him and just bullseyes him for lack of a better term yes she's like oh this is a great way to kill somebody i hope this doesn't come back to me later and and spider-man like tackles her the 
fight continues, Hammerhead does the most millennial thing that I've ever seen a crime boss do, where he pulls up Moon Knight's mask and starts just snapping photos of him. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, I own you. You know who you know who Ultimate Hammerhead is? It just occurred to me. And seeing that, it who? occurred to me. He's Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god, he is. Mark Wahlberg is absolutely Ultimate Hammerhead. That is so true. Right down to right? the giant that's, dome. That's some shit that Mark Wahlberg would do. <laughs> hey, I own you now. I own you. I own you. See that? I just turned the whole dynamic of the womb in two minutes. Look at that. That's incredible. I almost... You know what? Mark Wahlberg for Ultimate Hammerhead. Mark Wahlberg for Hammerhead, unfortunately. Unfortunately. (laughs) So, Black Cat escapes, leaving Spider-Man to fend for himself against Elektra. Love that. I love that she just dips. Who (laughs) kicks his ass and throws him out a window. Sick. Love that. Sick. Uh, Chapter 85, penultimate chapter of this uh this session spider-man is just splayed out on a cop car and Electra's standing out the window she goes to free hammerhead and spidey wakes up again the cops just having their guns on spider-man for no discernible reason and hammerhead goes to kill iron fist since he's still webbed up Gun clicks again. Mm-hmm. He forgets. He forgets. He forgets. And then Electra just betrays <clears throat> Hammerhead, stabbing him in the chest, giving him a bullseye special. And then re-stabbing him. And then chucks him out the window. <sighs> Spider-Man hits L2 and R2 as many times as he can quickly <laughs> enough to catch hammerhead in a uh, little web cocoon to soften the soften the drop it works and it works and now he's also pinned so he can't go anywhere electra goes to escape black cat smacks the shit out of electra Hell yeah. the two have a little fight and then something happens electra suddenly stops drops to her knees and falls to the ground and she's got a big old crescent moonerang sticking out of the back of her head. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight is hardcore as fuck. Badass, dude. And he's he's there holding the hole in his chest. And he's throwing a thing. And then just slumps. Uh, in a very TV Moon Knight way, slumps over. Yes. <laughs> this volume is fucking incredible. It's incredible. It's perfect. Black Cat then presumably chucks Electra's body out the window, making it three for three. And <laughs> Spider-Man looks up, Black Cat leaves. Freeze. I love being like, what the hell is going on up there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got the, it's raining men and women, hallelujah. People keep falling out of the window, what's happening? Get up there. <laughs> and Black Cat turns, she's just like, what a, what a day, huh? What uh. a week. And Danny Rand responds, Lemon, it's Tuesday. And (laughs) Black Cat frees Danny Rand and Iron Fist. Danny Rand and Iron Fist. Danny Rand and Shang-Chi. When Danny Rand is about to straight up murk Black Cat. Yeah. Charges up the fist. Shang-Chi's like, dude, we gotta go. We do not have time for this. 
police bust in everyone's gone except the prone body of moon knight and the other low-level thugs spider-man is up on the rooftop click 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 and he is visited by black cat who's also making her escape and she is ready she is ready to rumble with spider-man and she's like look i'm ready let's just do this pulls up his mask and reveals it's it's so 16 year old peter parker with a zit on his nose just absolutely incredible and she immediately throws up throws up right on his crotch just shoots it right down just amazing 10 out of 10 no notes it's the best black cat moment (laughs) it's so funny every time i see black cat whether it's 616 or ultimate or whatever that's all i could think of is so that good. moment that's been ingrained in my head for 17 years <laughs> oh man it is it's it so is funny it's so so good and then peter's just left it just who <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's the end of that <laughs> that's great she just off yeah it's it's just the most wonderful thing like I, I I love this, and I'm so glad that you like set that expectation for me. It's so just good. an iconic Black Cat moment. It's an iconic moment. It's also why uh, Peter is my fashion icon of the week. Having that <laughs> his nose oh, and the vomit, that right there with the like kryptonite shards in the vomit. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some nasty green up Ooh. in there. Ooh. Ooh, that's- is, what is that cat litter that she like threw up? <laughs> like I don't remember eating broccoli. <laughs> oh god! So then we cut to our two post-credit scenes, and boy howdy, are they mm. heavy hitters? Uh huh. Kingpin mm-hmm. is going over the events of the day, and the uh, he's talking to someone cast in shadow, who tells him like, "Hey, Moon Knight's in a coma." Uh, DA says none of it's going to stick. Hammerhead was attacked in his home. And, you know, he's going to walk unless some other evidence appears. Kingpin says, I'll see what I can do. And the shadowy figure says, you know, and Wilson, I have to tell you, that Electra of yours is willing to sell you out. She switched switched sides during the fight and switched back when it didn't go Hammerhead's way. Just thought you'd want to know. She's in bad shape. Not much more you could do to her at this point. Moon Knight is... Basically, again, in a coma, no prints. She says he got hurt bad. I thought it was just some guy playing dress up. But no prints could be XCIA. Mystery of the Moon Knight continues. And Kingpin says, at least one good thing came of this. Spider-Man trusts you now. And we get that page turn where Gene DeWolf says, yeah, guess he does. So what do you want me to make him do for you? Wow. Yeah. Like speechless. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good turn. I thought he was talking to Vanessa when when this started. Well, the last time he did have a conversation with someone in shadow, Mm -hmm. it was with Vanessa. So that would make sense. So yeah, that's what I thought. And then this review, I was like, what the fuck? I almost threw my phone. Like it was this this is also one of the best drawn pages of the volume. Yeah. Because of how 
menacing she looks now diabolical like to the point where it makes you rethink of every time that you've seen her and so you go yeah. back to that conversation that, that she has conversation earlier. where he was or saying like wait so he's paying you and he's like no that almost could have been played as like i have an ally and we can now talk about our mutual employment he's like oh wait no mm-hmm. no i gotta rein that back no you're just dumb okay yeah Gotta go. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. I fucking freaking love it. It's good. God, it's so good. And then we get the second post-credit scene where Peter shows up back at the house and Aunt May asks him if he skipped school again today, which he did. And she says, I won't live in a house of lies. If I have to if I speak if I have to speak to you about this again, I'm kicking you out. Which means that Peter's at a crossroads. He said earlier in this volume that he wouldn't mind being Peter Parker no more and just having uh, Spider-Man be his full time. Now it's a problem. So good. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to our final issue of this volume. Now, keep in mind, listeners, again, that this next volume that we're reading is technically in next week's volume. But... oh. Uh, no, I didn't, didn't want that. to include it because of but the status quo shift. Yeah. yeah. So we get to Ultimate Spider-Man Annual Number 1. Wait, Jacob, did you say that you didn't read it? No, I didn't, actually. I didn't. Oh, no. Was, I'm no so clue. sorry. It's okay. wonderful. We're going to go it's through sorry. this together. Perfect. Sorry. We're going to teach you. Great. That sounds it's going to be like that time we went through Invincible Universe and Jacob had no idea what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> no, that was funny. That was <laughs> a <laughs> wonderful session from last season. That was a, that was a classic. Yeah. 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 So we start off in a very familiar <laughs> setting. It's basically a D&D campaign where a giant looking. Um, what? <laughs> a giant looking yeah. Lockheed is chasing down Kitty Pride, who is decked out in fantasy gear. The dragon tries to set her on fire. Of course, she uses her mutant abilities to phase through it. And then she's joined by Tank Colossus and Rogue Nightcrawler. Sorry, entire uh, you're, you're bearing like a little this. bit of a lead here. Who drew this? Please. Mark Brooks, baby! Mark Brooks. Mark Brooks has now Brooks. been added to the list uh-huh. of creators. Uh-huh. And Boy, oh boy, is this a well-drawn issue. This is back when he used to draw interiors. Uh, (laughs) Because, you know, he just does covers now. Uh, Yeah, it's great looking. But it's just important to note that, yeah, this is great looking because it's Mark Brooks, baby. So we find out that this is a Danger Room session that Kurt has set up to be essentially, again, like a D&D campaign. And Kitty Pride's like... Um, I'm gonna go do my homework. I'm done. And Nightcrawler's like, "Hey, but the forces of doom." Or she's like, ah, "I'm okay." And she leaves. We then cut over to Spider-Man versus the Rhino. Our good friend, the Rhino. The same image. Mm-hmm. Just ah, man, so good. So Rhino's good. in this all mechanical and everything. Yep, right? Robot uh-huh. Rhino. Paul Giamatti is back, baby. Sounds about right. Spider. And he uh. <laughs> We get another Bendicism. We had Schmendrick earlier, and now we get Hochimama. Hochimama. When he gets launched by Rhino. Spider-Man continues his battle, disables Rhino and his super suit when... Is this Thunderbolt Ross? 
It looks I, just like Thunderbolt Ross. It does, and I don't. I don't have an answer for that. I, I don't have an answer. I'm just going to say it's I, Thunderbolt Ross. I've been under the assumption that it is. So, so we see that the National Guard had been called in to deal with uh, deal with Rhino, but they were ineffectual, and so <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross, because of who he is, is like, "Hey, you get out of here, you costume menace! We're we'll have to bring you into questioning." And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get out of here, you costume jalopy. <laughs> jalopy. <laughs> Spider-Man heads off, and then we cut to the X-Mansion. The vacation home for the weird and wonderful. And we see that the X-Men are having a little cookout. And we get this great inner monologue from... This great dueling inner monologue from Kitty Pride and Peter Parker, which so, both yeah, start the beginning with, of this issue is all just mirrored stuff. Yeah, which is which really is cool. Really cool, and both of those start with yeah. "I'm the loser of the school." Kitty Pride's just like everyone's so cool here, and I just feel so alone. She's fresh off of a breakup with Bobby, and at some point, she just gets up and leaves. Peter, who is also fresh off a breakup, starts his again with, I'm the loser of the school. I can't believe it. I'm the loser. It's me. And at a certain point, Mary Jane even goes to sit down with someone. Random some random. guy falls. Yeah. And uh, you see in the background Brad. in one of these. Uh, Brad. His name is Brad. <laughs> his name is now Brad. Sure. Let's say it's Brad. That's that's the guy's name from uh, Far From Home, right? Oh, fuck. I don't want to remember Far From Home. <laughs> I don't want... No, his name's not Brad. No. Brad. His name's Chad. Chad. How about Chad? Yeah. Chad. His name's Chad. Oh, what about so, that vote for Pedro in the background? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we got a little Napoleon Dynamite action back there. Woo. Uh, Peter sees her sit down with Chad, and he gets up and he leaves. And... Kitty Pride is, you know, kind of sitting alone. When who walks up? Perennial invader of personal space and thoughts, Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Sitting down, basically saying, hey, mm-hmm. look, I know Bobby's being a shithead, but you just need to, you, you know, it's it's whatever. Like, you got to get over this. And she's like, no, I'm just, I'm just tired. And she's like, and all of a sudden, the two of them look, and she's like, no, absolutely not. It's not a good idea. She's like, I just, I like him. I like him a lot. And she's like, you don't even know him. And they set off for whatever is about to happen. She's like, I just want to say hi to him. Back with Peter. He's on the phone or uh, he's on the computer. He's just in uh, his basement. He's on the computer. Do you know where he is? He no, is on the Bendis boards. Oh, Bendis boards from back in the day. Can you just, <laughs> for those of us unaware, can you just explain what those Bendis boards are? The Bendis boards was, uh, it was a chat room for all things Bendis. You could talk about his books and stuff. And there was just a large community there. Um, it was actually a pretty cool space. I'm going to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was kind of just like a giant chat server. You know, it was not necessarily like a, a social media thing, but you get to know people from the Bendis boards and stuff like that. Uh, that is what this is. It's that layout. 
You can even see who's logged in, but it says, welcome, Mark Brooks. You last visited yesterday at 6.38 a.m. Private messages, zero in red, total zero. Like, it's just just the Bendis boards, man. And Peter does what we all do with social media. He's doom scrolling. He's doom scrolling. Going through all these threads of people hating on him. And all of a sudden, his phone rings. Who's on the other end? He never finds out because Kitty Pride immediately hangs up as soon as he says hello. Yep. Classic. I adore this scene. I absolutely love it. It is all the stuff that we're talking about with how much we love the high schoolisms. Uh Uh-huh. This is my shit. That's all this issue is. This whole issue is just the cute stuff. It's, uh, you know, he he picks up the phone because she calls again and uh, it's like, oh, do do you remember me? It's like, how did you get this number? It's like I- information. He's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> just the, you can is... imagine all the awkward pauses. Yeah, like, trying to yeah. What the next thing to say? It's very cute. It's very, very yeah. cute. He's just like, she says, "What are you doing tomorrow?" He's like, "Uh, school." She's like, "I mean, after that." He's like, "Why is everything okay?" She's like, "Yeah, no, hold on." He's like, "Did something happen with Wolverine again?" <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was just immediately traumatized by that. So are we all. And yeah. Kitty Pride's like, I just want to know if you wanted to hang out after school. She's like, What with the X Men? She's like, No, with me. And this double page spread is just, I love this. I love this so much. I did not realize how much I needed Kitty Pride and Peter Parker to just talk. I've been sitting on this for a while. <laughs> you have. Because oh, I knew man. you were going to like this. <laughs> oh, man. And I just, I love Kitty Pride. I love That's the Kitty Pride. Oh, as much as I love regular Kitty Pride, or Catherine Pride, excuse me. Kate Pride. She's Kate Pride. Uh, as much Catherine as I Kate love Pride. regular Kate Pride, Ultimate Kitty Pride is. She's great. Is, is just the best. Just the best. And she's because she's basically X Men Evolution Kitty Pride. Yes, yeah. that's all she is. Yes, yeah, she is the best Kitty Pride. The best Kitty yeah. Pride. And so, if you haven't lately, rewatch X Men Evolution. X Men Evolution, baby, it's the best X Men cartoon. Lot. Second best X Men cartoon. We put in a lot on their. We'll agree to disagree right now. <laughs> so, the two of them talk, and it's this great, just kind of awkward, yet really endearing conversation it's it's just it's so good and they decide that they're going to meet after school um at midtown high and uh he he says he says at the end of the conversation he's (laughs) like hey thanks for thanks for calling like this this was uh this was pretty cool of you they hang up and then he goggles the x-men you heard that right ladies and gentlemen you gotta use goggle baby (laughs) there's no google on earth 1610 it's all goggle I mean, this is before Peter Parker was legally only allowed to use Bing on his True. Sony Ericsson phone. Oh my so, Jesus Christ. You know. So, you can also he, Froggle, apparently. That's what it says there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. So goggles the X-Men, gets a nice picture of Kitty Pride, and you can tell this boy is smitten. He's got them lover boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the next day, Kitty Pride shows up. The two of them uh, say hello, and Kitty is basically basically reaffirms her belief, and it's better that she's being homeschooled because public school sucks. This dude is getting a wedgie right there yeah. in front of a car, like on the hood of a car. Right, risked by a cop. 
high school just is just the worst. So they go over to the mall. And I love this. She's like, what do these other people do after school? And he's like, well, and we're back at the mall like we always are with Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> I love that this is a running joke. It's so good. Corn dog on a stick. <laughs> Kenny yeah. Pride is acquainted with corn dog on a stick for the first time ever. Somehow. <laughs> right? And I, I love this, which is just like, when the mutants take control of the earth, the man who invented the corn dog will, will be spared. And the look on Peter's face is priceless. She's like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Totally. It's, it's just, it's like, are are you guys taking over the earth? (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a good, ah, this is the stuff that, especially this era of Bendis really excels at. Absolutely. This is is his strong suit. Is that conversational tone? It's the, it's the Kevin Smith of comics. Yes. You totally agree. Oh like, yeah. It's it's just it just flows perfectly. God, like we see Flash Thompson and uh our boy Kong bullying Peter a little bit and Kitty's basically like why are you going to fuck them up or what? He's like no. <laughs> and he gives her the secret identity spiel and she's like, "Oh. Okay, well I get I guess I kind of get it." And he's like, "This is why, you know, this is why I broke up with my girlfriend." Like this was, you know, she kept getting herself in danger and it just, it wasn't going to work. Also, side note, I love earlier in the conversation when they're on the phone, she's like, you don't have a girlfriend, right? He's like, no. She's like, you you yeah. promise you don't have a girlfriend. You promise you don't have a girlfriend. Yeah. Kitty's, Kitty's a good kid. Yeah. She's a good person. She's no homewrecker. Of course. Exactly. No. She's a good person. And so the two of them continue to talk the shenanigans from flash and kong and continue and so they decide to go get some air and boy do they get some air this is a beautiful panel the two this is another one to put on the wall yes another one to put on the wall for sure and i and i love this conversation too because he's like yeah so uh that's that's you know where the ultimates live she's like nick fury is a tool and he looks at her and he has never been more in love it's, it's, yeah <laughs> he has never been on the same wavelength with someone before like he is right now i love this bitch. sorry he is like i know it's like i uh i clocked him one a couple of weeks ago and she's like no way he's like sock the eye patch right off <laughs> he's like why and he's like he was being a jerk and she's like that is so entirely awesome <laughs> and then i love this too where she's just like so so you can you not date anyone is that what you were saying before he's like, I, I don't think i can i can't protect this the person from she's like but like what if they had like i don't know mutant powers that could take care of themselves and he's like well and she immediately panics yeah. Just immediately panics, phases through the ground, and I uh, fucking love this shit, man. Yeah. It's great. It's a it's adorable. It's so adorable. It's great. Two. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's so sweet and so genuine. She, and she, the, she falls all the way down into like the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a basement basement level. Yeah. And she's just like she she says, you know, loser, you fought Magneto for God's sake. What's your damage? And she comes back up and you know, I'm going to make a, a comparison after we get through this, but I just, I love this scene. It's so good. 
it's great. he's like are you okay she's like i'm a spaz and she's like that was insanely forward of me that you know that thing about having a girlfriend with powers that was way he's like i actually thought it was like an excellent point and the two of them are just god i they're adorable i love it yeah it, it works perfectly that's I never thing. in all of my years of reading comics i've never made the connection like that that kitty pride and peter parker should for sure be a yep. thing yeah uh-huh. this is a literal genius move absolutely it's yeah. absolutely this is playing 40 chess genius. yeah and so they hear some commotions uh, he's like, hey, I, I got to go. She's like, I'll come with you. He's like, no, no, I can do this. She's like, dude, I'm a superhero too. He's like, but you might. She's like, what? He's like, I don't want you to get hurt. She's like, hey, I can't get hurt. He's like, all right, you're sorry. And swings off and we get to see our boy. Oh, yeah. My baby boy, the shocker. <laughs> this episode, the shocker, another of my top five, just this this volume has it all. It really does. Shocker, who again has upgraded his gear. I love the incremental changes to his design every single time. He sh- he's robbing another bank. Kitty shows up. He tries to blast her. Phases right through here. Uh, she phases also through his gauntlets, which render them useless. And then Peter goes in for the last minute webbing to end the show. And Kitty Pride then goes straight up into like circus, circus uh, leader mode. She's like, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Spider-Man. And everyone cheers and then they swing off like, give me four more volumes of just this. Like, I'm so ready okay. for this to be a thing. What? Yes. So, um, sweet. And I, I love this too because they get back uh, up and she's like, Well, Indiana Jones, you certainly uh, haven't forgotten how to show a lady a good time. He's like, Yeah, uh, you're something. <laughs> They're quoting movies at each other. Like, you're supposed to say, I'm something all right until I get my $5,000 back. You're getting more than you bargained for. I'm your <laughs> goddamn partner. <laughs> 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 I love that he finishes it. Like, no, now you're supposed to say. (laughs) (laughs) You out-geeked me there. (laughs) He's like, well, I'm sure it won't be the last time. Oh, it's so good. And then all of a sudden, beep, 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 time's up, date's over, the Blackbird shows up, and there is something about this where the two of them are just talking as the little beam comes down to beam her up. <laughs> and he's like, I, can I call you? She's like, yeah, totally. She's like, email me too, because the professor hates when the phone rings after ten. It's so cute. He's like, Land can we line. do this again? She's like, do you want to? He's like, yeah. And she's like, shut up, Jean. He's like, Jean, Jean Gray. She's talking to me in my head. She's like, and you're making fun of my voices. <laughs> and so the two of them compare schedules. She writes her number down on his arm. Like mm-hmm. oh, that's so classic. Cool. Like it warms my heart. Yeah. And they get to the end and she's like, were you going to kiss me before? He's like, I think so. She's like, I mean, if you still want to, I just don't want you to think I didn't if you, and they have their first kiss. Light. And it's, a, I mean, it's beautiful. It's it feels page. very Star Wars. And it feels, <laughs> and the best part is it feels earned. Like, yes. even though we're not reading Ultimate X-Men, 
from what we've seen of Kitty, this doesn't feel out of place for her. It is not. And so the two of them embrace, they smile, and then Kitty gets beamed up into the sky. And it's like, this was a dream. Yes. Like, <laughs> I absolutely adore this. And so Peter heads back to his place. He's And he's just, wow, 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 wow. He's like, for once, let's not screw this up, shall we? I'm going to email her, right? You've got mail. He looks, and she's already emailed him. With the subject of we made Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) And the two of them are emailing each other. They smile and that wraps up the volume. I loved this volume. Yeah. Uh, The comparison I was going to make earlier was that uh, I, I really dig this because it presents something that is actually being focused on in a current comic right now, specifically Superman, son of Kal-El, where mm-hmm. your lead, who is worried about his significant other being in danger, mm-hmm. has a significant other who can phase through anything and yep. can't get hurt. Yes. Yes. It's the exact same thing. I love that shit. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's great. It's a great, great issue. Yeah. So... That wraps up volume 14 and annual number one. Gentlemen, now that we've made it here, uh, final thoughts on the volume as a whole and your favorite moments. Let's go to Jacob first. Oh, man. Um, this was this was a Spider-Man <laughs> volume. This felt like a Spider-Man out of the MCU kind of like Spider-Man. Uh, very, very... Uh, you see Sony... It's things like this where you just pack <laughs> all of the villains into one kind of like volume and you kind of spread it out enough and well enough. You this is the kind of result you get. It's like this high fun and all the characters introduced, uh, like all of this. God, I don't know. Hammerhead being that was the thing about this volume was just Hammerhead to me has always been like the side villain to whatever main villain has been gone. And to have him being like main antagonist this entire time, I kept thinking like, good God, if they don't make uh, Hammerhead like the main villain for whatever next Tom Holland movie, this this whole volume was just pretty much like, oh, this, is, this could totally be like the next Tom Holland movie. Uh, in my opinion, it would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just uh, this guy, you, you could introduce everybody just right off the bat in, in that movie through this volume. Um, it was so incredible. Uh, loved it every second of it. The running gags with the wolf, uh, the, the, the reveal finally with Black, Black Cat. Also, side story, this last issue that we covered, the annual, um, I remember reading it in a Borders uh, in a mall <laughs> the entire volume. So I may have not been able to reread this, but I do remember reading it back in the day when there was a border still around. And I read it because one, it was Spider-Man and two, um, I just wanted to read something Spider-Man. And reading this conversation, this date with Kitty Pride was the most human dialogue I've ever read in a comic book. It was before I was even getting into comic books. And I just loved the dynamic between Kitty and Peter. I kept thinking, oh my God, this is going to be a thing. Can this be a thing? Kitty Pride and Peter Parker being together? Um, it has to, and I hope it does. 
And my favorite moment I, is that moment of like, of them doing a doing the quote from Indiana Jones because at the time I was obsessed with Indiana Jones. So when this, when I read this moment, I was like, this, my heart is breaking from how gorgeous this moment is. Uh, it was so enlightening. Yeah, it, it just just the fact that Peter like outgeeked her enough to be like, oh yeah, did I win? Did I win your heart from that? You know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it's unbelievably incredible. Uh, uh, this that that is my that is my favorite part is this that annual actually that we got to cover. Um, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's this overall. Uh, I watched Moon Knight because of this. I watched Shang Chi that I because of this volume, uh, both of which I've not had a chance to check out yet. But because of after these volumes, I was just like, damn, I gotta watch the Shang-Chi movie and I need Hell to watch yeah. Moon, Moon Knight. I've completely forgot about that. So yeah, if if there's any a more reason to get into the new Marvel stuff in the MCU that are that's happening right now, this is a volume to prove it. Uh, very much so. Mm -hmm. um, and cannot wait to see what happens next. Definitely agree. Malcolm? This is my favorite volume of the whole series. Yes! What? Wow. Baby. it's my favorite volume of the whole first run i think it's i think it's just a gorgeous volume uh it's got incredible flavors i think the textures are just wonderful uh i i love it man i love it i think it's perfect um like i said it's my introduction to moon knight it's my introduction to uh iron fist it, it those are two characters i love very dearly uh so it's giving me that it's got the best moment of black cat history uh and <laughs> uh you know us reading ahead and doing the annual the annual is one of my favorite like uh my favorite comfort reads of all time that's that's one of my favorite one shots i i think it's perfect um favorite moment uh favorite moment might be uh I guess it have to be Moon Knight showing up on top of the roof at the end of yeah. issue seventy nine. Like that, yeah. I mean, that's such a breathtaking, staggering thing for me. You know, like that. That gave me one of my like five favorite Marvel characters, man. Like, uh, it gave me my son. You know, that that this comic is the reason why I'm so mad about that show. Anyway, so <laughs> oh man, so yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm I'm on board with both of you guys. This is my favorite volume so far. Yeah, I loved everything. And Malcolm said it earlier. Like this volume was almost specifically written for me, my sensibilities and the shit that I love. I just this makes the last two volumes worth it for me. It really does to get something that has all of this in yeah, here. All in one. Yeah. Every single issue is just jam-packed to the nines. I loved getting Iron Fist and Shang-Chi. I loved the focus on street level crime again, the crime lords, having the enforcers back, making Peter a likable protagonist again after yeah. he went through his Ayn Rand Steve Ditko phase for the last two volumes. <laughs> I just, it was, it was Spider-Man again, <laughs> and I adored this volume. Um, favorite moment is a toss-up between 
everybody huddled together in that one loft, that big double page splash. Oof, so good. And the, uh, you know, it's a three-way tie. And two moments from the annual, first the phone conversation and then the conversation at the end as she's, before she gets beamed up. I, uh, yeah, I, I love this volume. It is so it's great. So good. And I'm kind of sad because I don't think it's going to get as good as this. I don't know what lies ahead. I genuinely hope that this is a, a sign of an upswing. Uh, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for everything this entails. I'm ready. For There's a lot of like fun this. coming. I'm excited, man. I'm yeah. super stoked. So that wraps up volume 14 of ultimate spider-man next week we are looking at volume 15 entitled silver sable so this is going to be issues 86 through 90 also annual number one was contained in this next volume but again we talked about it this week so we won't be talking about it next week but so next week will be a shorter one everybody it, w- it will be. And this one rang real long because we just couldn't stop talking about it. But uh, so basically uh, the synopsis for next week goes like this. The head of Roxxon Oil sicks the world's greatest mercenary, Silver Sable, on Spider-Man to learn why the web spinner has targeted Roxxon on his nightly patrols. How violently Miss Sable wants to handle the situation is strictly up to her. Plus, the mystery of Ultimate Omega Red. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, this is going to be weird as fuck, but I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Uh, Russians and Simkarians, baby. Russians and Simkarians, what more could you ask for? How topical. Um, (laughs) Before we do get out of here, I wanted to bring this up because since if you are unaware uh the main podcast on wednesdays is on hiatus for the month of april mm-hmm. but we've been getting some mailbag questions and hey! it was kind of nice going you know answering that mailbag question last week with malcolm so i figure we'll do this real quick we've got uh two questions from and i know i'm gonna butcher this so i'm just gonna go ahead and say it brilxon <laughs> it is uh b-r-y-l-x-o-n uh let's just let's just do this real quick so sounds like they work for rocks on wait a second <laughs> so we've got two questions um he writes hello been a fan of the pod since i listened to your episode review of hbo's watchmen whilst i was browsing through spotify and i was in my hbo watchmen phase gosh it's been too long since i saw that i was a fan of that show so was i great show yeah, it's great First question, he says, my question is, I've been thinking about Teen Titans from 2003 lately and how that show greatly influenced a whole generation of kids. How would you feel about a Champions show in the modern era? That school shooting issue in Champions was the moment I said to myself, oh, wow, this is what a modern Teen Titans issue should be. After finishing Jim Zub's run of Champions, I read Tom King's Vision, Willow's Miss Marvel, and it made me retroactively love the characters even more. In the year of our Lord 2022, would a superhero show about teenagers still be relevant, especially in an era where Young Justice is currently the new hotness? I'm going to just say right out the gate, I'm here for it. I yes. loved that Champions run. I loved the Teen Titans show. And I think especially when you account for um, Umberto Ramos's art style, mm-hmm. the arts would mesh very, very well. Yes. What do you guys think uh, about that? 
I think that's a really good idea. Um, I think that's something that I think when they started champions after civil war two, uh, there was clearly an idea that they were going to make that a big thing. Right. And I think that Marvel has completely shit the bed on that property. It's, <laughs> I think it's so unfortunate. It pretty horribly. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear that you liked the Jim's run dear listener, but I, I was not a big fan of it. Um, I, I, I think that they kind of blew it with that property and they should treat it like it's the Teen Titans. When, when Mark Wade was writing those first several issues, I think that Mark Wade did were really excellent. Young really Cyclops, good. baby. Young Cy- I, I, God, that run is so good because it's, it's so them good. not fighting and everything. Like it's just them trying to solve problems. And stuff. And I think that's a really good take and a really good idea. And yeah. I, there is absolutely a place for that to be necessary. Young Justice isn't a show that any kid is watching. That's it's true. Thing. No That's kids true. are watching Young Justice because it's not about kids. Yeah, yeah. no, not anymore. No, yeah. they, no, I mean, it hasn't been since the first season. Mm-hmm. But, but even then, the kids weren't watching it. That was I the still, whole. I love me some <laughs> Young Justice. I, I, I think Young Justice is great. I think this season has been wonderful. What I've seen so far, like it's Agreed. been a lot better than the last one. But uh, it's yeah. still going on. I didn't yeah. even know that. HBO it's Max. a hobo original, baby. Hobo. Oh my god, that's still going on. Okay, good. Hey, Jacob, how do you feel about uh, about a Champions series? Uh, I have no reference and don't know what that is. So I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Make that happen. Captain. I would say again, check out that Mark Wade run real, real yeah. good. It's excellent. Also, 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 <laughs> I've been furious about this for years. It should be miles and Kamala as a couple. <laughs> I am tentatively down for that though. I also really liked the pairing of, uh, Kamala and kid Cyclops. I did like that as well. Them battling for leadership and also making her the storm. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) she kicks his ass at one point too. It's great. It's great. I like that a lot. But otherwise, it should be Miles and Kamala. And then he has one more question. He says, in terms of superheroes and their relation to their respective cities and how it ties to a character's motivation and progress, do you think Wonder Woman as a character's next evolution is to create her own safe haven slash city rather than protecting an existing city, fictional or not? Like Wonder Woman as a character is inherently tied to feminism. I think it would be so interesting to see Wonder Woman struggle to, to the struggle to effects of creating a city i struggle to deal with the effects of creating a city especially in the context of our generation's plights and current understanding of class gender race and its intersectionality sorry for the heavy question i was just thinking of rewatching the film professor marston and the wonder women while coming with the question love the pod i i think it would be interesting i don't know if because wonder woman for me personally wonder woman's at her best when she's globe trotting like yeah. I really enjoy the rebirth Greg Rucka Wonder Woman where she is just globe trotting all over the all over the world dealing with stuff. I feel like Wonder Woman getting that would almost be a downgrade. I'd be down if it was like a Donna Troy or a Cassie Sandsmark book. Though we're also getting obviously Yara Floor, this might be a perfect time for her to have that kind of position, but I don't know. What do you guys feel about that? Jacob um i i kind of i don't i don't know i've never had the experience of like wonder woman never like i i agree with eric honestly because like i i've always seen wonder woman 
globetrotting around the world being Carmen Sandiego. And I never, never see her stick to one actual city other than like the Linda Carter series that back in the seventies, that was, that's the only time I've ever mm. seen Linda Carter or Wonder Woman be in like one sp- a stationary place, which is just that's like, fair. because it's Good in the point. city. Yeah. Which is a TV mm. series. So like in the comics, I've never really like seen as particular fictional or actual city that she's actually been in, at least for my experience, it would be kind of, it would be kind of interesting. I do like the idea of like how her politics and her her education and everything like that from living on an island surrounded by girls, you know, just just, this affecting that in an actual city and how, you know, the work of man is in place with that. Uh, There's a lot of that in terms of comics of her going into the real man's world, you know, but I don't know how about like just sticking around in one city. It would be very interesting. It would be actually kind of different. I would, I would be definitely supportive of that. For sure. Malcolm. I'm about it. Um, so my favorite run on wonder woman is actually, see, it's funny. Cause you mentioned the Greg Rucker run, the rebirth run. My favorite run of wonder woman is the previous Greg Rucker run from the like early two thousands hmm. where wonder woman was an ambassador. She was an ambassador for Themyscira and was living in DC in the embassy on the Themyscira embassy. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite run of wonder woman. So I kind of think of her always as like living in DC. That um, could be interesting. But, which is an excellent run. I think you guys, if you are curious about Wonder Woman at all, it's well worth reading that run. I think it's fantastic. Um, But I think the really interesting thing in the question is about her creating her own society. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good idea. That's That's an excellent pitch for a Black Label book, is that Wonder Woman goes off, creates her own new Themyscira, taking everything that she's learned from man's world, as well as everything that she's learned from her paradise Island upbringing and making a new utopia and having to govern that and everything. That's an excellent, excellent else worlds idea. That could be dope as hell. That would be really good. So listener, please go pitch that. (laughs) (laughs) Go pitch it right now. We know you have connections in DC. That is a wonderful else worlds idea. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I am going to say just because I I don't think that I am reading the uh, the username correctly. I'm just going to say Bry. So Bry, thank you very much for the questions. Love. Thank you. Loved that. Um, and I liked I liked answering them with you guys. This was great. Yeah. Uh, so if you want questions read, if you have questions for the podcast, whether it's for Ultimate Spider-Man or others, because the questions were decidedly not Ultimate Spider-Man related which is totally okay. Love uh, answering, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, send us your questions at Pod at Geeksplain. No, it's Geeksplained at gmail.com. Uh, Pod is our social handles and yeah. Twitter and Instagram at Pod. <laughs> but if you want to send questions, Geeksplained at gmail.com, just put mailbag in the subject header. We'll read them. So yeah, uh, that does it. This might be our longest book club we've ever done, but yeah, absolutely worth it for all the good shit we were talking about. Next week will be short, everybody. Don't worry. Next week will be short. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be issues 86 through 90, uh, volume 15, entitled Silver Silver Sable. See you right back here next week. Be there or be square, not a circle. But for the (laughs) Geeksplain Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. Nah, Moonbeam is funnier. Get out.
Wait a second. So okay, so we got a Spider-Man, we got an Iron Fist. Should I grab like a headband or something, like a like a yin yang headband? Is that what I'm supposed to do? That's really. I don't want to have this conversation with you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> as an Asian American man, Am I, I not, not allowed. Wish... I don't understand how I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> you know what? We can compare. We can compare notes later. <laughs> on things that we're not allowed to do for each other. <laughs> I don't understand why there can't be a white person playing Black Panther. A real thing I've heard people say. Do- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking unreal. <laughs> <laughs>